Hello, everybody. We are back with episode 16, I believe, of the Irrelevant Podcast. I'm noticing the surge in views. I'm very appreciative of that. Thank you guys for, for listening and, and tuning into the podcast. It's It, it means a lot. Um, so I'm here with Jason house. again. Yes. So that's what Jason's going to do with it. I am <laughs> going to make money off of it, even though I don't make shit off of it. You're not going to make kidding. dick. No, I have to, I think I, I forgot to see, like, you can check, you need a certain amount of views and subscribers in order to actually, like, make revenue. I'm, like, nowhere near the, the amount. Well, even if you do, the money is pennies on the dollar, I don't even know. You have to get, like, a branding deal or something along those lines. Yeah, right, and you also need, like, um, you need a lot of advertising and, like, sponsors and stuff like that. Yeah. I guess Which, I mean, like, I mean. that's, because, like, yeah, because I know it's getting harder and harder, and this kind of started in, like, 2017 and stuff like that, I think, where, like, YouTube was just, like, it was getting harder and harder to, like, make money off of it, even though, I remember before, there was, like, people that, like, you know, they, they just, they switched, and they just made, did YouTube full-time. <laughs> yeah, and, but, like, now, I gotta imagine yeah. that's the hardest line to figure out when you quit your fucking job to do YouTube as a career. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, because like I mean, um, even when like I, I was little, and like everyone wants to be a YouTuber when they're little. Like my mom told me, she was like, "Well, you know, with that kind of job, like you never know what's gonna happen, really." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's still a fun job, depending on what you're doing. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> it looks. I mean, obviously, everything is has its own stressors, but. Fucking wake up and there's your job right there, dude. Remember the fucking reaction videos? I mean, I think they're still pretty strong. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember they like the golden actually... era when they were really fucking abundant, really awful. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about the like when PewDiePie does it. It's actually funny, and he actually like provides commentary and edit it, and he like edits it in a way where like it's actually like well crafted and stuff like that, and there's like an art to it. And he's also just, like, really fucking funny. But when... I remember there was that era of, like, the, the Jinx and the Tyrone Magnus and all that stuff. Yeah. Where it's just, like, they just watch a video and, like, that's it. Like, 2016 era. I think that was the the height of the cringe. Yes. You remember Jinx, right? I, yes, I do. I remember... Because um, I'm sure you remember iDubs, right? He made all the content cops. No. <laughs> Yeah, and that's how I heard of Jinx. Actually, I can't remember if I heard of him through iDubs or if I've like seen a couple of his videos beforehand. But I knew, I I was I don't know why, there was a lot of fucking shit, stupid that I watched back then. Like I didn't even enjoy. It. I just yeah. I liked watching like really. Sh- I I don't know. It's it's always a cringe thing. I've always like watching cringe compilations or like failed stand ups or stand up comedians bombing on right. stage. Like it's my favorite fucking genre. Dude, do you remember the flippogram roasts? Yes, I do remember those. <laughs> those I lost my shit sometimes watching those. Uh, like I was in, like I was just like a stupid eighth grader. That was like the funniest thing ever. It feels like a fucking decade ago. I know, dude. We're so old. <laughs> I feel like I, I sometimes I still look back and I'm like, aren't I supposed to be in seventh grade? In ele- like in elementary school still. <laughs> like I still feel like I'm in seventh grade. It's like, dude, it's you insane. can't even drink yet. Chill out. 
I know what the fuck, but like now I just feel like I'm like an old man, with, like the hours and like just like the fucking gym and shit. I'm just like, oh god. No, I feel but it too, it's man. whatever because. But it's nice though because I have the weekends off. If it was six days, then that would be awful. Yeah, five is a good threshold because you feel like you've you know you're productive and your time is worth it. Then you have a nice good two days of rest, but six days is too much. Dude, get this. So. When I was a little kid, this is my this was my hypothesis when I was a little kid as to why we had two days off for the weekend. Um, so I remember my sister or my mom had told me I don't remember who, but they told me that your body could only go three days without water, and so I didn't drink any water really, you know, outside of school, <laughs> and so. I assume like, oh, that's so that, you know, we get dehydrated and then so we can go back to school and drink from the water fountain. And so we're not dead. (laughs) That's what you thought. Yeah, that's literally what I thought when I was a little kid. And I was like, oh, I put two and two together. There we go. Drinking from the school water fountain probably gets you closer to death than not drinking water. (laughs) Well, I I actually went to fucking pennies. Right. Well, I <laughs> like the one at the fucking store y'all have, which is like sulfate deposit. You still drink out of it too. <laughs> Not anymore. I did, but like, I mean, up till recently, but I don't do it anymore. It's so gross. Yeah, it's not good. I fucking so I just moved house, and the place I'm living at doesn't have a reverse osmosis filter for the water. So I've been looking at water filter pitchers all day, and it's been a fucking bad idea because, dude, I've just been going down the rabbit hole of, well, these filters only block out these specific additives, or these minerals doesn't take this out, or, oh, you got to change the filter every Damn. six months. It's like, dude, I shouldn't have fucking gone down this rabbit hole because now everything I drink is going to kill me. It's like, fuck. But it's still safer than tap water, I guess. Unless the filter's adding is- some new bullshit that's also bad for you. What is the whole, like, hoopla over tap water? So, I, I, I don't understand. It varies from state to state. Like, I think um, there's, like, New Mexico, like, Arizona as an example. The tap water there has a high concentration of chloroform and a bunch of other, like, really bad chemicals. And I guess the water treatment plant, it, it, it's either additive. I'm sorry, it's either an additive from the water treatment plant or they just don't correctly take it out. I'm not fucking sure, but it's there's different areas. Like, you know, like in Flint, Michigan, how the the water well or the city water got poisoned. So, and that was causing fucking a lot of problems. So, there's just a lot of shit in the water that is not good. So, there's fluoride, uh, heavy metals, a bunch of other chemicals, and there's a specific acronym that they called it. I can't remember what it was, but... Um, basically these filters take out that kind of stuff, but also there's people saying, well, there's also good minerals that it takes out. So it's almost like you're depleting yourself of anything when you drink water. But if you just drink regular water and then also have a high mineral diet that also solves your problem. So I, it's just been, I've been fucking going back and forth all day. It's just stupid. You're having like a panic attack of whether or not this is good for you or whether or not like it's, it's bad. It's stupid, but I, I really do get high anxiety know, about man. that shit. Like it, it also irritates me so fucking much. Like. We pay so much money in taxes, and they're just going to fucking be content to poison us with the tap water. It's just fucking ugh. But I, I think in our area, it's not super, super bad compared to other places. Um, tap water, I think, tastes fine. You get, ugh, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't drink it, though. But, I mean, yeah, compared to other places, the other parts of the country, I don't think we're too, too bad now. I don't know. Well, well I understand that 
um, with the because I know you're a, t- a tea person. I think it's really cool how there's like the Irish breakfast and then the English breakfast and the Scottish breakfast. But I didn't realize that it was only that way because, like, in terms of the tea, it was only that way because of like the different areas had slightly different tasting waters, and that's why like you have to drink it like like to get it with the best experience you want to drink it with the you know the water that's from the respective area yeah but i didn't realize that like they they like kind of tailored the tea to fit that water i thought that was really cool yeah i mean if you think about it that sentiment carries over to everything like that's why people make such a big deal about when things are made in specific regions like champagne in France or New York city pizza. Like all that takes water to make and different water is going to have different characteristics and different tastes depending on what region you're in, especially when it comes to food and beverages. So, because like the, yeah, I know man. specifically like New York city, like the, whatever's in the water that they make the dough with, it just gives it that specific iconic taste. Dude, the, the food in Rome was just unreal yeah most of italy had fucking phenomenal food i'm not gonna lie then we all got food poisoning did you well yeah because the food is like i mean it's just it's made so different than it is here i didn't have mine only lasted mine was very slight and it only lasted for like one night and then i woke up the next morning i was fine the only thing but, um, that I remember they recommended you do when you're in other countries was to not drink like the local water just to always drink bottled water um, but I don't remember them saying oh, okay. anything about the food. I didn't get poisoning, but okay. I got fucking food poisoning here. Did I tell you that? Yes. Oh, from where? So I went to a really nice restaurant on Valentine's Day. It's a nice French restaurant and got really great reviews. The food was awesome. I ordered halibut and I didn't, it didn't taste bad or anything. It tasted awesome. And I also, it was like one of those, you pay like 80 bucks and they give you like a three course meal plus a dessert. And it was one of those kind of things. And so I'm nice. fine. And then I go home and then at like midnight, I'm like, Oh, my stomach kind of hurts. And I had a little like ginger gum thing to calm down some nausea and that didn't work. And then 10 minutes later, I fucking like, Oh, I got to go. I'm fucking nonstop throwing up until like a day and a half later. It was like every 20 minutes. I thought I was going to fucking die. I'd just keep chugging water just so I wasn't dry heaving. And so I called the restaurant and I was like, hey, I'm not trying to start shit, but just to let you know, like, just so you don't get other people sick, I probably would throw away that batch of halibut that you had last night because I got sick off of it. And then the fucking chef, I guess, who was actually friends was like getting offended because he thought that like the, like I was calling the food bad that it gave a poisoning. I'm like, no, it was fine. It's just the fuck. It was a bad batch. It's fish. And then he's like, I don't understand. There's a couple other people that gotten sick from this. I'm like, then then fucking throw it away. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. If it's like, if it happens to like more than one people, just put two and two together and like. <laughs> yeah, it's like I literally said I'm not making a big deal about this, even though I'm, I'm almost on my deathbed right now. But just fucking throw it away. <laughs> Man, dry heaving is that is very unenjoyable. Dude, I sound violent. Like it's loud. Like I just fucking let loose just to get it out, dude. It's it. <laughs> Matt will tell you because I had to go into work that day because he had to go do something and I was the only one there, so I was there for myself by myself for like three hours and literally I, when customers came in i'm like i'm so sorry i have food poisoning i don't have covid i'm gonna be throwing up so don't mind me <laughs> <laughs> sorry don't mind me i'm just gonna be really loud and just go heaving in the back bathroom yeah sorry. and it was funny because i had to um we were shipping a really expensive like ten thousand dollar acoustic guitar and i had to check the action and look at the setup and i just could not fucking focus dude it was awful um, oh wait do y'all like 
how far do you ship things nationwide and um only international if it's on a u.s base okay so like what's the farthest you've delivered to probably germany Oh, how the fuck do like f- fucking Germans like know about your store? Well, like I said, we only ship to U.S. military bases, so I I think it was like a guy that came into the store and then was getting deployed and then ordered it while he was there. I see. I think that's how that went down. But yeah, um, we I've I've kind of toyed with the idea and trying to see if we could do international shipping, but dude, customs is such a fucking nightmare. Like they will hold your shit for the slightest thing that they think is necessary, especially like when you're importing different kinds of wood, like it's just a problem. So I just, I don't even mess with it. Like I don't think we're big enough of a company to deal with that kind of shit and I don't even want the headache. So for now, just military bases. Right. I mean, yeah. Cause when I, cause I know y'all did deliveries, but I just assumed they were kind of in like the Virginia, Maryland, DC area. So we've never done the delivery there's a couple people i volunteered to offer but they always turned it down just because i don't know i was bored and i was like hey this is only like 20 minutes for me i'll i can drive it down if you want and they're just like nope ship it I'm like okay <laughs> dude it's the convenience it's like the uber eats man. yeah exactly like who else would fucking drive your shit to you besides me but no one no one's taking me up on it i guess i think it's weird i don't know but yeah but it's it's, it's like it's free delivery son. that's the thing yeah, I know, and I'm like, you're not even the one coming to get it anyways, so, like, it may as well just make it easier. <laughs> there have been people that have ordered something, like, a town over, and they still want it shipped to them. It's just like, just come fucking get it. Oh, my God. I can't imagine, like, I hate waiting for things to be shipped. Like, if I can get something that day, I will go drive to get it. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Well, that's me with my job now. Like, if if I need to go to, like... The, the other side of like Virginia or like Maryland, something like that for something we need tomorrow. Like I need to go <laughs> I'm like, I need to get it now. <laughs> That's crazy. And yeah, I remember you mentioned that you drive around, drive around a lot. Yeah, man, I'm going to DC almost like every other day now. Rip fucking rip. <laughs> I know dude. Driving into DC is ass dick. I just think it's funny. You just got your license and now you're just getting the, the full experience of the, <laughs> worst traffic line in the country <laughs> yeah it's it's just smacked me in the fucking face man. <laughs> that's good you'll be uh you'll be a um, well-seasoned driver in six months oh dude i've already been i've already been, like progressed so much just from like navigating dc <laughs> <sighs> my dad always threatened to do that to me when we were when i was taking um when i was in the process of getting my <laughs> my learner's permit when you had to get all the hours and shit he was like we're gonna do night driving in dc i'm like please don't dude i am so glad i did not need to do all of that bullshit that was so nice what do you mean you need to do that i didn't need to do it because i was 19 years old oh that's right you don't have to get your learners when you wait i forgot about that no yeah exactly all you need to do no no you need your learner's permit but you don't have to do all of like the hours and whatever all you need is um to have held the the permit for at least 60 days and pass the road skills test and that's it oh well, that's fucking convenient. <laughs> Honestly, I know. I'm I'm glad I waited, man. <laughs> I don't know. It was so long ago. I don't even give a shit. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of things that were so long ago. I I couldn't even give you like my my take on it. You know, like on some like random bullshit that I did. I'm like, I don't know. I was retarded back then. Do you ever have those um 
I, I mainly have like, I don't, I don't remember my time in kindergarten or first grade, but I remember specific things from it. Just like very specific. Movies. I, yeah. I remember some, some parts of kindergarten and, and first grade, but I don't remember being sentient. If that makes sense. Like I, I didn't feel. No, conscious. I, 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 right. I do understand what you, well, cause it's like, everything is just like happening. In front of you. It's like, I don't remember experiencing. It. I just, like it, it's always felt like it's been a flashback, which is really strange. Yeah, and like, no, but it's weird how you remember, like, these random interactions you had with people all this time ago, and it's like these very specific instances for, like, no reason. I, I don't, like, some, some random, like, thing someone said to you, or, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I really want to know why that's important to our brains. Like I, like, I can understand traumatic things, or if it's a big change of events, or just something super significant, but I don't understand why... I need to remember some like bullshit conversation I had with somebody when I was five. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know why that's. Oh yeah. I'm like, I remember all of the bullshit conversations I had when I was five, but I don't remember any of like the actual lessons and, and, and shit I learned when I was five, you know, it just feels <laughs> instinctual. Yeah. Cause we just like want to socialize and, you know, yeah. move up in the hierarchy. <sighs> people in a society be like <clears throat> yeah, dude the, the kindergarten fucking hierarchy <laughs> kindergarten hierarchy yeah man in my school we had the fucking red table the blue table and the green table and then i wanted to be on the blue table so fucking bad but this of course this is this fucking kid who i'm not gonna say his name on this podcast when it's so like we would rearrange the the people where you would sit on the four tables every time there was like a new quarter right and so it was like the last quarter i was like all right it's 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 time to be on the blue table <laughs> let's go but then of course th this kid goes oh will's already been on the blue table he needs to go to the other one i'm like what are you are you fucking serious right now why did you are you blue fucking table so bad because i loved the color blue because i was I, dude i was in kindergarten like everyone has like a favorite color and shit that they like attach everything to Man, I really didn't give a shit early because I remember like coasting. Th I remember so like our kindergarten. The only thing I remember was like coloring, and my teacher made such a big deal about coloring in the lines, but she got so mad about it. I remember it being yes, really. Yes, I funny. know. Mine did too. And I would just sit there and fuck with her. Like I like I could clearly color in the lines because there's like we had to do like four a day, and I had like my three other sheets, and I went like a little bit off of one because it was a little tiny curve. I don't know why I remember this. And she looks at me and she's like, "You could see like she must have some OCD or some bullshit." And she was just sweating. I swear to God. And like she saw my face, and I realized that it was gonna be a problem. And then like I started smiling, and then I just like scribbled all over the fucking paper and didn't do anything. And she just put me in timeout. <laughs> dude back in the day we were grinding on those those coloring sessions man yeah those were that was a lot of work i don't know why it mattered that much but i just thought it was funny like it was just like color in the lines like fuck you bitch yeah well it, for me when that kid prevented me from sitting on the blue table and i never got to sit at the blue table i was like fuck you man you're such an asshole <laughs> Uh, so I think this is a good segue into the the topic for the podcast. Jason recommended to me a band that is fairly well known. He made a playlist of their music. They are Slipknot. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of them. They're also making a I... resurgence. 
Um, oh, you mean like in the past few years or like yeah, in the mainstream, right now? Is I remember back in mm, okay. when I was in high school, so like I didn't like this kind of music forever. I liked rap first and I thought like mainly it's because the people that listen to this kind of music were weird. So um, I yeah. like you, like I only heard a couple of like Slipknot songs, but I didn't have that context. So it just sounded like noise to me. But, you know, getting into bands and then getting back into them, I really enjoy them now. But I think also through hip hop and a lot of like the reaction channels, like making that shit mainstream, because there is a silver lining to all that dumb shit is it it does give bands exposure. And I think it stuff with like TikTok and all that cringy shit, it's, you know, gets millions of people to look at it. So I think Deftones and a couple other ICP, too, is another band that people are kind of get back into or just getting exposed to from those things. But yeah, Slipknot is a lot more versatile than people think. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Yes. No, I mean, what Jason just said could not be more true. I was, well, initially when I heard like the first th- like three tracks, I was like, this is kind of what I expected. Like it's, it. I don't dislike it, but I don't really particularly like it. I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing bad, but, even with the first three tracks, I certainly could understand why it's something that people like, you know? So for other contexts, like, I'm not going to say he's the only one that did it or that there's people before him that did it, but he really popularized that fast screaming rap style that he does. And the other thing I like is the guess, like for context, again, I <laughs> I did the, the same thing with Chevelle, except that I started with the earlier albums first and then progressing to the later albums. I think it like two or three songs per album. I don't quite remember. But the thing that I like about their, because like I, I don't bang that stuff all the time. I didn't grow up with listening to their first three albums. Um, actually, I think Iowa was the one that I listened to first, but Obviously, I liked a lot of their more melodic stuff, but that's the thing that I liked about their earlier albums is that it was really raw and chaotic, and but it also like the, his ability to put a lot of melody into that too is really interesting. And then obviously that becomes more dominant as the albums progress, his ability to create really catchy uh, hooks and choruses and melody. Yeah, they had some. It's like in like I was talking about like in the early tracks, um, which are like wait and bleed and like spit it out, left behind by the way. There was like I forgot which one it was in. There was this part where he was almost like rapping, he, and like it wasn't cringe. It was really good. It was wait and bleed. <laughs> also spit. Yes, it out yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry. It was, it was yeah, probably but, spit it out. I think that was it. Yeah, right. It was spit it out. I remember in that song when he was doing that like rap part. I was like, man, he actually pulled this off. This is really cool. Yeah. So like I said, he really that that's his style, like that fast rapping and that scream rapping that he does. Like that's kind of really like when you listen to that you know it's him like and like i said I, I don't know if he's the first guy to do that but he definitely brought it into the main stage to kind of blend that did they, genres. right did they i wanted to ask you did they kind of pop like did something not popularize that kind of like that like kind of like demon sounds in music or had that already kind of just been established no i mean so i mean this is highly debatable and i'm purely just just from my eyes what i think so i mean obviously like death metal and growling and shit has been around for a lot longer than that his there are more mm-hmm. genres kind of new metal and that's what kind of bridges that rap and metal genre so i think band or a corn was probably a band that really popularized that before slipknot and then limp biscuit just made it cringy there's a couple other bands too that kind of have that style and slipknot is kind of in that vein except they don't really use too much like hip-hop-esque beats and sounds in their music it's purely metal oh, no. but he just uses that rap style in the songs but no there's been people screaming before him but 
the thing about his screaming is that his screaming is really coherent whereas a lot of like earlier death metal is just growling kind of thing but he plays a lot with the screaming so he does high low and you can really understand what he's saying except for sometimes when it goes super quickly obviously but he doesn't do that in every song right but also like in a song like wait and bleed and spit it out also like he doesn't like just do that the whole song which i like he he actually does he sings a bunch of different styles like in the same song yeah and, and it's still cohesive that's what i'm which saying I like. is like he, they're very they're a lot like even on their earlier stuff even though it is raw and chaotic like it, it is pretty versatile and there's a lot of different types of melodies and blends that they do also like i said it's the, it's the kind of thing that gojira does i'm not sure if slipknot directly does this or if he just has a very i mean i've seen them live and i can understand them live because i know the songs but i feel like if i'm listening for the first time it might be harder to understand Live, but doing like clean singing tracks underneath of the screaming to kind of poke that through the mid range so you really can understand the screaming vocals. That's a technique that a lot of bands use. Yeah, I did get some good Jira vibes um, on the on on this. Yeah, so that's that very specific screaming style is that's why you can really hear it very well. Um, but uh, like I said, I it doesn't. I, I mean, a lot of people like there's true Slipknot fans that don't like the direction that they went in, but they've always kind of had that kind of pop structure, if that makes sense. The way that he structures his vocals and the way the the songs right. are actually structured, minus the breakdown, obviously. Um, so, but a lot of people don't like the newer albums for that reason. But they're also like people got to remember, like they're getting older. Like you can't do this shit forever. It takes a toll on your voice, even if you do it correctly, or at least do it yeah. to the level that like somebody like slip or our core taylor and um joe from gojira does like it's it just it fucks you up yeah i'm like guys like look at what happened to filthy frank like you can't just like do that <laughs> yeah that for, was like, just pure exactly. fucking he just destroyed his voice just from vocal frying or whatever the fuck he did but it's just yeah you gotta you gotta take care of yourself you can't do that shit forever i mean i still respect him because like it makes the videos like 10 times more fucking funnier <laughs> no i agree but it yeah. is important. Like, I respect him for going through that for us, you know, because he, he, he did it for us, man. It's like you were asking me the other day <laughs> when we were about to go to the show, um, you know, if earplugs, wearing them is important. And it is because you go fucking deaf before you turn 50 sometimes. It just depends who you are as a person. But it really is important to protect mm. your fucking vocals and your hearing. Yeah, because, like, that shit, isn't, isn't it basically, does it have to do with, like, the rattling or whatever? It's just with, the like, specific decibel that and also specific frequency that really damages your ears i i'm blanking on the what the numbers are but they may i have a brand called uh eargasm earplugs they're nice for like a silicone ear um, plug with a foam filter insert so it only cuts out the harsh frequencies it damages your ear but it doesn't kill the high end because like the thing that sucks about earplugs when you go to a live venue and it's really bad with metal because metal is hard to get guitar and vocals to sound good you have to have a really good engineer or a venue that doesn't have shitty fucking gear and i can go on that forever but basically when you have earplugs you really can only hear the bass and the drums that's like really what thunders and you struggling to keep up hearing the vocals and the guitar even without earplugs that's a problem in metal but with them it kind of sucks but that's why i like these ones because it only filters out the harsh frequencies but it doesn't kill too much of the high end so you can enjoy more of the mix live as opposed to just the standard foam plugs or headphones and keep in mind this is not jason's uh, sponsor for anyone who's wondering that <laughs> but if they're welcoming <laughs> i will embrace hey, um yeah, and um yeah, I was just um 
this is obviously since we had to delay this podcast, I got to listen to this more and it kind of resonated with me um, o- over time because I was just very surprised like we were talking about with the amount of like creativity that's that's in in this stuff yeah. like in uh, b- before I get I really liked that track. Um, also, I think the devil and I, that is like, that's, I think that's my favorite song in the whole really? playlist. You sent me. Yes. I love the riff. I love like the, the singing and like the actual words. I think they're really good. And like, they get me going like that one's going directly to the gym playlist. So that album, and I, I don't know if, I think I only chose one or two songs off that album. Cause that album to me is my least favorite, but for context on that one, I mean, fans kind of leave that one alone because their original bass player um died and it's kind of like that michael jackson scenario where they're not like they're pretty convinced especially his family that the doctor like purposely gave him too much i don't know what they prescribed him but he basically overdosed on medication um so people are trying to figure out whether he's suicidal or like the same thing with michael jackson like he just got too high of a dose i don't remember it's been a while but anyway he was really close with the rest of like it's besides like a new drummer because the drummer's also dead too so they have a new drummer and a new bass player um, I never knew that. Yeah, so they dedicated that album to him, pretty much. So it's it's a more moody so, kind of album. It's 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 the most very it's the most different Slipknot album that there is. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of people judge it differently. I think so. Like I said, it's not one of my favorites. If I'm just listening, like I I never play songs on it. I picked the Devil and I because that song I think is their most popular now. Maybe that's the one that a lot of people do reaction videos to because the the music video is kind of crazy. Well, not crazy to my eyes but if people are not exposed to that my favorite music video is on before i forget where simpletons did you you watch the music video for that one oh no i mean was that part of what you wanted me to do no i I completely forgot about it slipknot's music videos are really fucking awesome but that one was cool because they they find this fan had like an old house and like they basically let a bunch of people come and just like mosh and destroy the whole thing and they just basically paid them a check to i think i don't know if they were moving or whatever they just paid them a bunch of money so they could destroy their house and it just it gets really cool footage of people like going falling through the ceiling they're throwing shit out the windows or running from the yard and just fucking moshing and headbanging with the band inside it just it's really cool footage especially with the masks but um but besides yeah, that yeah something... the, there's i'm trying to think i like i said it's been a while so i don't even remember all the songs that i recommended to you um well i mean i have the list right here so um wait and bleed spit it out those initially were kind of like my least favorite tracks but i think now they're honestly getting to be some of my favorite they're perfect for the gym Yes, man. No, because this is really good. Like, remember when I was talking to you initially about how in the beginning I could see, even if I didn't necessarily like it, I could still see how this is something that people liked. Yeah, it has, you, you know, can see it, the appeal. Yes, I could see the appeal, definitely. And it, I, I lean more towards the positive side, but I didn't see myself as like someone who would actively go out and listen to this. But um, yes, like Wait and Bleed and Spit It Out and like Vermilion. Those are very, and the devil and I, those are just like, like you said, they're good gym songs, but they just, they have this like anger and like ferocity to them that, um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's not in any other band, but like it, it just, it's very, it's very distinct. Cause like you said, they have those pop kind of structures and they, they add in different kind of elements of like, you can kind of hear like early two thousands 
emo stuff yeah. but then you can also hear really good metal riffs and a lot of good instrumentation and craft yeah they're and stuff like that their guitar yeah. players are fucking insane like it's they are it's, yeah it's difficult i mean obviously a lot of guitars in this genre play difficult shit and there's 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 guitars that are more technical i guess in terms of <laughs> like difficulty to play but there's like slipknot they have like this this classic like metal shred that is difficult to do um so but i i think that's pretty paramount but yeah like the solos that they do are pretty difficult they're also very catchy they're not just wanky which is awesome to hear but also for context to the um the lead singer Corey taylor had a really fucked up childhood like you know having to move around parents abusing him a bunch of drug problems like he woke up in a dumpster almost overdosing so he and I think he was going through some like drinking problems on the first couple albums, so it's raw, visceral emotion from him on that one. So that's why it has a different kind of anger and frustration more than just like orchestrated to relieve stress. Yeah, um, I didn't really know too much about the actual members of the band. All I knew is that just they were from Idaho, Iowa. <laughs> oh, they're from Iowa. Yeah. Fuck, they're the same. Who the fuck cares? They're the same. Nah, Still in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No, dude, I think Iowa is the most irrelevant state. That or Nebraska. No, but, like, people know Nebraska for, like, corn and stuff like that. And I know everyone jokes about Wyoming the being the... The West is about corn. No, but, like, Nebraska specifically has that, though. And, like, Omaha, people know that. Yeah. But, like, Iowa... What the fuck do you know about Iowa. I have like literally I, I don't have the slightest idea of what is happening there. <laughs> oh, do they? Well, yeah. that's great. Like I don't know what's going on over there right now. I don't I've never met someone from there. It couldn't even exist. And I know that this is what everyone says about Wyoming, but at least people know Wyoming as the as the irrelevant state. So therefore it is relevant in that it is not relevant. Well, do you no, see what I'm saying? Wyoming has a lot of better, like beautiful landscapes than Iowa does. No, yes, and people don't take that into account. But you know, people joke about like, oh, Wyoming's like doesn't exist. It's a government conspiracy and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Ohio and Australia. Yeah, but like, I think that like it's really Iowa because like, how much does Iowa fucking come up in our daily conversation? Never, unless you're talking about Slipknot. Yeah. Okay. That let's that that brings us back to Slipknot. Um. Also, I I loved the levity that I got on this playlist from like Vermilion part two and um, which was the one I think it was that album. Let me see what the name of it is. Oh, all hope is gone. Which one was the song where he was just kind of saying like, like he was basically like just being emo and like saying like how he's not with his girlfriend anymore or whatever. Oh, the acoustic one, like the ballad song. Yeah. Which one was that that one? Yeah, that one was was pretty nice. Yeah, and that's I I I'm trying I'm sure they've done other softer stuff, but I think that's it was crazy because that's the only song like that on the album. Oh, going back, I just remembered that music video is not before I forget it's duality. I'm a fucking idiot. Before I forget is like them jamming in like a studio with their masks off, but the camera's down. Anyway, um, yeah. So snuff is a good song. Um, also dead memories. I love dead memories. That's one of my favorites from them. Dead memories. Yeah, that that was a good one. Um, I really liked Orphan 
from that that out al- the newest album. Yes, that is a phenomenal song. I love the newest album, which is cool because I was expecting to not like it because I think that this is the change of direction that they're going to go in. But the last album was they kind of brought back to the roots a little bit. And that was a great song. Yeah, I liked all three of the songs you recommended from that one, which are "Spiders," "Orphan," and "Not Long for This World." Yeah, "Not Long um, for This World" has a really cool melodic kind of. I, I can't I can't describe it. It it, it kind of gives me a similar feeling that Tool does the way they construct the melody. It's something like they would do. It's like an extra added. Yeah. Thing. Um, and it has this nice little like harmony to it. Yeah. Spiders was interesting because yeah. that's again they they play with some different songs like that on the albums. I I didn't pick this one, but there's one on the um, Subliminal Verses Volume Three. It's called uh, "The Virus of Life." It's a very creepy, eerie, slow building song, and I forgot to add it, but it also is kind of cool. Uh, it's it's creepier than Spiders. Vermilion was kind of creepy in the beginning. Yeah, I I like Vermilion a lot. Um, I think again yeah. the the lyrics of Vermilion are pretty intense too. Yeah, um, they have some pretty hardcore lyrics. Yeah, so I didn't play. Okay, so there's a lot of really heavy, like just I don't know if you'd like them at all with like very little. There's like almost no melody. Sometimes they're just super raw. And Iowa is a pretty album, a pretty raw album like that. And there's this. I don't know if I remember told you the the song Disaster Piece where the, the one of the few for his opening lines is I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound. It's like shit like that. Like it just put some gross shock value yeah. in there for some reason. I was expecting you to put that on this playlist and I, I was like anticipating one. I was like, oh, no, like it's I said, not I was, in here. <laughs> I was trying to pick songs I thought you'd enjoy. I, I didn't just want to give you like their most raw shit. I wanted to pick like the stuff off of the early albums that had some melody to it. Well, you don't necessarily need to, like, tailor it to me. I mean, you could just be like, hey, these are my favorite picks, and I want you to think of, like, I want I want to hear what you well, think about it. I mean, those you are, still picked, like, a good selection. Those really I are like my them. favorite Slipknot songs. Like, I, I can listen to them in the gym. Okay. But like, I, like, these days, I don't really listen to those ones anymore. I, I don't know. It's just how I favor them. I, like I said, for me, Slipknot, I like the versatility and the stuff that they do. Um, so, yeah, the, the songs I picked you are, like, my favorites throughout the whole entire time I've been I listening see, to okay. Okay, I'm sorry, because I, I understood that you were kind of, like, like trying to make it more for me. But, no, I, I understand now that well, it's both. You, these were... Like, every well, okay. every song that I played you is one that I really like, but I there's also a lot more that I like as well, but I picked the ones that I thought you'd enjoy more. But every one I've recommended, I, I love. Um, I must say, outside of, like, the album where, with Left Behind, I think most of their album covers are terrible. Yeah, they're kind of cringy. <laughs> they're yeah, no, they look really bad. They look like something you edit in like Photoshop when you're like twelve. Yeah, the new one is kind of cool. I like that the way they did the yeah the yeah that one's pretty good. And so is the what whatever album. Oh yeah, Iowa. That is a good album. Yeah, cover. the goat. I like that. Um, that yeah, that reminds me of the goat from the witch. <laughs> it was pretty intense. Which, which I still haven't even seen that whole movie. You haven't seen the whole movie? No, because like I watched it when I was really young, and I, I, I was like this. I, I legitimately thought it was too scary, and I turned it off. I'm surprised you even got through the dialogue of that fucking movie. Talking in old English. Oh, I love that. That's like probably the best part about it. Oh, that's right. I forget your language guy. Um, Can you put it in like subtitles of like modern contemporary American English, or is that just not possible? I don't know. I mean, unless. I wouldn't I mean, recommend I mean, it. We, I would try to learn something, but I, I don't know if it's an option. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I, I think I'm, we can basically understand it, but like still, 
it's like a little bit like what yeah i mean i i got the general premise and you know they used a couple words uh, a couple of words multiple times so i kind of got the context close eventually but yeah i i thought it was interesting um just wrapping it up I, is there any other songs that i recommended that we didn't talk about psychosocial is pretty cool i liked that one i so it might be psychosocial devil and i devil and i one of those two is their most popular i, I can't i don't know what the if you look at them in youtube whatever the millions of views are but one of those two i think is it let me look at their like their apple music thing their most popular song it says is duality okay followed by psych psychosocial which is followed by the double and I. Okay. That's interesting dualities first. But yeah, all three of those are yeah. massive. Like everybody knows. And people forget like they're a big band. Like they're fucking millions of people. Listen yeah. To them. yeah. And also like the actual band itself. Like there's what? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Eight people no, in the band. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, so they, like I said, their bass player and drummer died, and then they kicked out one of their percussionists. So there's three new members currently to this date. Man. And you said the music videos are really cool? Yeah, I love the music videos. And, I mean, they're, people people are like, oh, it's creepy, it's gore. It's really, it's, it's not. It's just artistic, I guess. Like for our standards? Yeah. It, I guess for people that aren't into this kind of thing, I guess, but like objectively, not really. Like my mom. <laughs> yeah, your mom would probably freak out. Well, understandable, and more more power to her. Yeah. And she's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, yeah, yeah. This is probably like the heaviest music I could listen to. This and, and Gojira. I don't really think I could go past this. Because past this, it's just like the line breaks and it's just annoying. It's interesting because those two bands are like those kind of bridge the gap for this genre because a lot of people that aren't into heavier music like those two bands if they're going to like any at all, which is interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like I'm not into, I'm trying to give like a, an example of like a, do you know the band? They're like Laura Shorn or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, uh, Lauren Shore, I think is her name. Yeah, you know what band I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I'm not really a, I'm not a fan of that core genre, or the hardcore yeah. beatdown or deathcore or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I always thought I was just kind of lazy, but the the guy yeah, no, the, that shit is nothing, man. That guy is I, talented I, though. Like to do the sounds that he's doing is pretty intense. Like the I watched a YouTube video of like they put a camera in his throat to kind of see the sounds and shapes of his throat while he's doing it. It's pretty fucking intense, mm. but I I don't like personally like how it sounds. But I've never been a fan of that genre. It just bores me. Lorna, yeah, Lorna Shore is the name. Yeah. Well, that that album cover where two the Hellfires on is really fucking eerie. Yeah, and like there's some riffs that are really cool, but like I just I don't like the way core is structured. I just don't. No, and it's it's just like, it's just kind of overboard for me. I'm like, the line was written, but then you broke it, like it snapped, and it just hits you in the face really hard and it stings and it's like it's not a good sting you know <laughs> yeah or would you say a, i can't remember it was it felt soulless to you or something like that what you said earlier yeah that's how i put it because like even when i listen to this like um this this slipknot music it's still like i said like i can imagine listening to this in the gym and this is just like fueling this like like it's good rage music you know like if some shit just happened to you and you just need to like just go fucking punch a punching bag like yeah this is the music to do it to 
you know and that still like makes me just want to like you know just do it and like you know like do it well but when i'm listening to like music like Lorna short and uh other stuff like that it just kind of just makes me feel like bleh i'm like yeah whatever <laughs> And I honestly think that's just the lack of melody because you can even like if it's just a guitar riff and like your screamer is just going to do like the cut and dry cookie monster growling without any sort of emotion, just that like you even get like a sense of it. So I think like when your music lacks that sort of melody and not to say obviously you could technically consider a lot of things melody, it's just the way that it's presented and a lot of the... a lot of elements of that genre and genres like it, they are more focused on just like the heaviness of the riff or like they put a bunch of different like unique sounds where it's like weird high pitched noises, screeches, slides, pinch harmonics, weird effects, whatever you call it. It's more of like just just like something you just stomp around to. You feel more than like getting a different emotion besides just letting out anger or stress or calming you down or whatever. So I, I think it's the lack of like um, structured melody, I should say with the song which which is what slipknot has and i must say the slides and all of like that and all that stuff they're doing that was awesome yeah they they cover all the techniques a lot and that's the thing that's like that's why a lot of their shit's difficult and also their guitar players are massive their fucking hands are huge so it's like some of the chords and some of the stuff that they can do it's just it's I mean, I don't have super small. Well, I guess I have medium to large size hands, so it's like I there's not a lot of things that give me trouble in that way. But even sometimes with those, I was like, "Fuck, dude, I can't bend my hands this way." <laughs> dude, I wonder how much that like aids you in like strength training of just like ha- of having just like meaty bare hands. I mean, it, it just depends on what you're doing and how much skill you have. Honestly, it's the way your fingers bend. So there's a lot of stuff that's really difficult for me that most other people might not find super challenging just because, like, my fingers aren't – like, I I don't – I've been playing guitar forever, but I can't really bend them independently too well. I don't know why. Like, I just – I don't really have good motor control over my body, obviously, <laughs> from, like, me talking or doing things or coordination. Like, it just – I feel like I don't have total control over my body, but there's specific chords I, I can't do because my fingers just don't bend that way. Especially my ring finger is the most like weak. I've tried to train it for years and it's just still just, you know, doing a chord, having to hold my ring finger in a specific way. It just doesn't want to do it. That's why I'm more riffy than cordy. For me, I, I can't do the pinky without doing the ring finger yeah and that's that's a common thing and i like i said i struggle with that too and some people can kind of strength train it out i've tried but it's it's just still a problem and it does get a little bit easier and also like the style of music so like you know playing flamenco or jazz you're going to do a lot more chords that require that so i think just practicing that it'll just eventually get easier yeah man that's where i suck in in regards to flamenco um i'm i have this book that um that Ryan, um, for those who don't know, my old teacher who worked at this the store that Jason works at, he had me buy this book a long time ago with flamenco lessons in it, and I'm actually like going back into it and doing stuff that I can do now that I wouldn't have been able to, or I just would have been turned off by back then. And um, I've been I've been learning some cool stuff. I learned this new flam, I sorry, I learned this new technique called soleas. It's a really cool kind of galloping sound like it's it's a it's an arpeggio followed by a sort of um what is it called like when you when you do like a do 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 you know like staccato no you well no that's like the that's like kind of the 
Is it more like a... You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, how, how would you describe, like, the... It's not staccato. The staccato's more like a style of, like, a... Nah, fuck. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. I, I, just from you mouthing it, I don't, I don't know. I'm also not really big in, on the theory side of things. I know, like, basic terms, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> right. I mean, if, if I showed it to you, you'd be like, oh, that. Probably. Yeah, well, it's it's a very cool sound, and I'm continuing to learn more stuff in it. But a lot of this shit is actually, like, really hard. No, and, it, yeah, it takes dedication and practice and time and frustration to get yeah, through. Yeah, but it, it's really cool, though, because my book comes with a code where you can access this, like, online thing where it gives you the... Um, it gives you all of the tracks that are in the book and, and you can listen to them and you could also change the pitch of it. You can change like the speed of it without it actually changing the pitch of the like, the note, which is very cool. And and there's all these other different features you could do with it. Yeah, and using like visuals and video learning or any sort of online help is always great. And I I don't remember. So like when I was learning as a beginner, I never really practiced the CDs. I've always just wanted how to learn how to play songs. So I would just go like find the online tabs or watch a YouTube video and, you know, hear it in real time and practice to a metronome. So that's kind of where I started. Yeah. Oh yeah. My book has tabs in it too, which is very nice. Yeah. I mean, people go back and forth whether or not, you know, you should learn tabs or musical notation. Obviously musical notation is the more useful, but you know, tabs are easier. So tabs are they're very convenient you know plus like you can still be a really boring musician and you know all the theory you know so it's really only useful if you're composing a song or if you're like in a jam setting where you need to just jump in and not you know have to fiddle around with the notes you just automatically know what to do but i think sometimes it can kind of stifle creativity but on the other hand it also really enhances it when you get stuck doing the same thing over and over again and you don't know how to you know branch out past what you already know so that's why it's interesting to put your focus into really mastering both sides of the music theory and also just like the technique and just really trying to focus on creativity or doing things that are technically outside the box or maybe a little bit sharper flat you know well, yeah it's like cooking you know you got to start out with like basic recipes first yeah and then you can get cool with it you know and do random little fun tricks and and see stuff here and there to like spice it up, you know? Yeah, I think it's it's past just learning foundation things, but also it just depends on. Yeah, because I'm you telling you, you, everyone. Do. Yeah, sorry. Um, everyone wants the spice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's the everyone wants? Yes, everyone wants the sauce, the spice, like the electricity and whatever stuff. Like, I'm still barely there, guys. And like, I mean, I don't know if you listen to like the the, the I I did it on. Uh, uh, an improvisation and I posted it to my channel. I don't know if you listened to it. Is it the most recent one you just did? Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, what'd you think of it? I liked it. Like I said, I I can see the progression that you're making and I also like, like the style and you're kind of moving in um, to more of the like easing into the notes and like getting the feel of the vibrato and more of the technique down as opposed to just like playing the song. Yeah, or just, like, just touching the note, you know? Or, like, just, I'm going to play this note. It's, like, there, you, there is a certain 
you know, because like the music you're playing gives a lot and like the way in which you play it gives a lot about what you actually feel about playing your music because you can tell if someone is playing their instrument and they just they love it you know like it's just their passion as opposed to someone who's just doing it because like their their parents are making them do it you know that or people that do it just because they want to make money or like they're they're really about writing and networking and they're just faking smiles and friendships just to advance their career so i mean it's pretty i mean I wouldn't say all of the time, but most of the time it's pretty obvious when somebody is just, <laughs> they, I mean, you can tell it's not honest in the music. Like you can tell it's not a real emotion. It's just very forced. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of boomers that play blues music is like that. Like you can tell they really <laughs> overdo it with the faces <laughs> and the bends and like, Oh, they really want people to know that they're feeling the music air quotes. So a lot of it can get kind of stupid, but you know, when it's like, I'm playing the pentatonic scale and I do slides. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah, it's it's the and common I'm, joke. <laughs> I'm guilty of that, but like in certain contexts for people that like don't listen to music as much as we do, like they think it does sound really cool. <laughs> I mean, it does sound cool, but like you can tell like the difference between the people that actually feel something from it, make a cool sound as opposed to people that just force that cuz like there's a lot of people that want to force that reaction um out of people or out of themselves, so whether they're doing yeah, it they're knowingly like, or not, it, mm-hmm. it still happens. Yes, it's the spice that is not uh, deserved or it's not earned, I guess, you know. Yeah, you got to go through the trial. You can't just start off like, guitar phase, like you got to work into that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, number one, you didn't actually create anything interesting. And number two, yeah, like you said, you didn't put in work to, to like actually be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of, I kind of made a face in the video when I was playing, but I didn't really think it was that, like, um, overt that I was like making a face. I mean, I just kind of, I made the face just because I was having a lot of fun and I was enjoying what I was playing. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that literally try to do it every note, like every note's giving them that feeling. Like, <laughs> I'm trying uh, to think of a song where that is the case, where like every note is just like, ooh. Yes. Well, I mean, not like note for note. Obviously, if you're doing a slow, vibey, feely type of solo where you're just really letting notes ring out or you're doing a bend or just something that sustains a lot or, you know, like obviously like that that's kind of more of what I mean, not like you're just moving your face to the different. I mean, some people do do that, but I don't know. Right. Like for me, like I, I, I'm very stone cold when I play. Like there's a couple times where like I'll like scrunch my face if I'm playing something heavy, but most of the time I just kind of sway with it. I don't really change my face at all. Oh yeah, you look like you're in like meditation yeah. when you play because like, I'm you're so just, focused. You're like... I, it's I don't know if I right. ever told you like I, I am not comfortable when I play. Like I'm always in a state of uncomfort because I'm really focusing hard on what I'm trying to do. So it looks like I'm meditating, but I'm actually really fucking focused. And like, it sucks because there's times where I just want to fucking vibe out. That's and relax. what meditation is. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't feel meditative to me. <laughs> like I said, it's like all right. It 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 doesn't feel like like you're released. Like the you don't have the release. It's yeah. like this kind of like stressful. Yeah, is, in a way. Because if I don't, it's it's annoying. Because if I don't focus, then I fuck up a lot. Like I can't just sit there and relax mm-hmm. and play. I've always just had to really focus on what I'm doing. It's irritating. Yeah. But, do you think? Do you think boomers? are the worst generation of musicians? No, I I don't think anybody's <laughs> the worst generation of musicians. I think that because there's a lot of I mean just from working in a store, I can tell you there's it doesn't matter how old you are, like you can either suck or be great. It doesn't matter. I think that 
a lot of people that are boomers think that they don't have to really like they think they you know like whatever style of music they're going to play that's it and they don't need to learn anything more so if they're really good at one specific style that's the only thing they're going to stick with so they don't really branch out um but i mean mm. if it, if you're talking about like famous bands or famous musicians no but if it's like random people that play or like try to make youtube demos then yeah <laughs> but I, I don't consider like i mean i hate 80s music so if there's a generation of music i can't stand it's the fucking 80s um, some good 80s music dude yeah but well i mean i i know what you mean like that cheesy kind of yeah it's like the, embellished 80s style yeah that's and like the, the yeah. weird techno stuff that just doesn't sound like it's it's just hasn't dated well i'm sorry it hasn't aged well at all yeah that's what i'm talking about like it's it's aged like moldy cheese unlike fine wine yeah i mean it's it's super dated and the it's i don't know like in some contexts, it works. Um, like, that song from Top Gun by Kenny Loggins, I think, is pretty good. I do like Danger Zone, I'm not going to lie. Danger Zone is, yeah, Danger, Danger Zone's Zone is best. So, um, so is so, like, Iron Maiden. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think more of, like, White Snake or Guns N' Roses or just really shitty ballads. Like, stuff like that. Like Guns N' Roses? I, no, I don't. I really don't. And then... It's just, I don't know if it's just because I hate Axl Rose or I hate that high-pitched singing. Like, obviously, like, the guitar riffs are nice, I think. They're overplayed, so that's why it annoys me now, but I don't think they're bad at all, and I think those stand the test of time. But I just think, I just, I hate that high-pitched voice, like ACDC, Judas Priest. I do like Iron Maiden, even though they do the, the similar kind of thing, but I think they do it very skillfully, and it's different. It sounds different to me, but yeah, I can't stand Guns N' Roses, and I also can't stand them as people, too. <laughs> I know nothing about them as people. But, just, well, no, but yeah. the the Guns N' Roses surprised me, because like, when I think Guns N' Roses, I don't think 80s, because like, they just don't seem like an 80s. They seem more of like a 70s band, honestly. Well, they have specific songs, so it's like there's a lot of albums that they've had in the 80s that kind of fall to that trap, and obviously they made music, oh, okay. and so it, it was just of that era of them. I think I've only listened to like their first two albums. I just, I don't know, like I've... Yeah. So I, I wouldn't know about like their later stuff. But like when I think of the 80s, I think of like Van Halen... And all that stuff. <laughs> Van Halen. So, again, I like Van Halen a lot. I cannot stand David Lee Roth. I just, uh, the funniest video oh, I've ever I ever watch is if you watch, um, like, have you ever seen isolated tracks? Like, if you go on YouTube and type in, like, vocal isolated track or bass or guitar or whatever for a specific song, you can hear it. Um, I've never really listened to them, but yeah, sure, I know what you're talking yeah, about. So, like, the ones for Tool are pretty cool because you can hear all the effects and just, like, the specific vocals, but I listened to... Um, yeah, that, that I would want to check out. Yeah, mm. you should check out that one. But uh, Running With The Devil, Definitely. they did an isolated vocal track, too, and it's just so fucking cheesy. Oh, my God. Especially, like, the little, like, ah, yeah, yeah, like, all the little fucking high-pitched shit that he does. It's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fine. They have a couple songs that are kind of catchy. Yeah, Hoffer Teacher is good. I like that song. I don't know who that is. The one with the really cool drum intro. Oh, oh it's a song. Yeah, 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 okay. I thought you were talking about a band. I no, was like, no, I've never song. heard of him. Hoffa teacher. <laughs> um, oh, no, actually, no. The best 80s band, if you can call them an 80s band, is Metallica. Like, there's no fucking debate about that. Like, them or Megadeth. Yeah. I, yeah. If you count them as, like, an 80s band, because I know they've, they span, like, 
a lot of decades in the world of metal. Yeah, like the eighties was. I, I don't know. Oh, th- yeah, thrash metal is so fucking cool. Yeah, I love thrash metal. I just think it's funny. Um, he got killed by grunge. <laughs> no, like what the fuck happened with that? I mean, it's just people get Nirvana, bored and want man. something different, and then that's what comes a new trend. The fucking hipsters, man. And, but yes, yeah. So I, I um, me and you have the same opinion about Nirvana. I there's I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. There's a couple songs that I've gone back and listened to that I actually really like, but I only like really their slower stuff. Honestly, like their mm-hmm. their songs to me like they I don't know like they they don't completely follow that same thing that punk does that irritates me that it's just about the attitude and the message, but it doesn't have to transfer into the music. But obviously Nirvana has catchy songs that aren't, they don't like suck, but they're just, I think it's the fact that it's just overplayed, but a lot of their slower stuff I like a lot. Yeah, they're a really weird band to categorize because like they're not really, I mean, they're kind of grunge, but then at the same time, like they're kind of punk and at the same time, they're kind of just like just soft rock. It's it's really interesting. I mean, I, I don't completely dis like just write them off i i still think they're worth checking out i think the but, punk the, influence is mainly from dave Grohl because people forget that he grew up around here and he was big in like the dc punk scene yeah yeah i remember you telling me that yeah 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 i remember when i was listening to like their soft rock stuff and their slow stuff i just thought this was like the like worst beatles honestly <laughs> i can't stand the beatles i don't know what it is you can't stand them? I thought you just like were like, eh, they're fine. No, I th- I mean, I don't know. It's... Really? I like I like the feels. Feels are good. Like it's I mean, I, I know you probably think that I'm just saying that cuz it's like the popular opinion, but I'm like, no. If I... you like him, you like him. I don't care if you No, I do. <laughs> no, okay. Do I think they're the greatest band ever? No. But um... I don't understand why they were so polarizing for their time. Because like I feel like it was very similar to other music that was out. Maybe, like I don't know, not not well, so much I mean, music it, that was out, but like it had like a very like. How do I explain it? It's I I don't get why they were such a fangirling band. I don't. I guess I should say. Well, in the in the beginning, it made sense because their songs were just kind of like you know fun, like just kind of dancing and like just talking about how much I love you and stuff like that. It was really simple. So like in that regard, it makes sense. But by the time you get to like Abbey Road, that doesn't really feel like it's like a boy band and like like there's a lot more like sophistication to that as opposed to like the early stuff right i'm not saying that the early stuff is bad but um i i think abbey road is just fucking excellent i love that album i I think it just comes down to like the songs are obviously solid otherwise they wouldn't have gotten the critical acclaim like I think I think I it's know. a stretch to call them overrated because of the era that they were popular in. I think maybe I think now if people listen to them now and think they're the greatest thing still, then it's just like okay, kind of expand your horizons a little bit. But for their time, yeah. I can, I like I said, it's it's well polished. It, the songs aren't bad. I just I don't know. I just don't connect with them at all. They also have a lot of music. They do. Like they have a lot of albums. Yeah. yeah. Which I there's still so much of them I haven't even listened to. I think um, my favorite song to torture my dad to because he doesn't like, well, I don't know if he doesn't like the Beatles or if he just tolerates them, but he hates the Yellow Submarine song. Okay, now I don't even really like that one that much. It's awful, but it's fun to I, fuck with people. Yeah. With. 
<laughs> I love Penny Lane. That might be my favorite Beatles song. Penny Lane. It's so pretty. It's like mystical. It's just I don't like it. It's it's so hard to describe. I love the words. Um, yeah, yeah. Penny Lane was good. Um, the other Penny one, Lane, yeah, I don't like from them is Hey Jude. I just I don't like that at all. I like that one. Um, come but together I, I can see nice. why you don't. Yeah, that's a good one. I love Here Comes the Sun. So, I, it's weird. I There's times where that song irritates me, and there's times I like that song, and I think I only like that song. Like, I've, like I'll go to, like, the beach, and somebody's, you know, busking on the street playing it. I really like it in that context, but I just, if I'm, like, at the store, or if I'm just out somewhere, and I hear that song, it just irritates It's one of those things where it's, like, a really happy-sounding song just, just makes you fucking irate in the right mood. <laughs> Dude. I was going to add to the situations when I'm having sex. <laughs> you like that song, having sex? Well, I don't know, because I have no experience with that, and I don't want any experience with yeah, that. I'm, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. Like, you're going to lose your virginity. Like, hold on, let me put on a song real quick, and it's going to be Here Comes the Fucking Sun. No, what What did you... <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> No, See, that's what you implied. You brought it up in that context, and you're like, "Well, I've never had it, so I don't know." Don't fucking trump me. You know what you're talking about. I didn't say that I would want. Here comes the sun to be playing. I was saying that as like a a joke that like you would want that playing. I would not want that playing. See, that was the joke. <laughs> I, no, I was like, "That's that Jason's number one pick." Your virginity too. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's great. Why well, couldn't have been like? something cool well no that is a cool song but like cool in the sense that like yeah you know what i'm talking about. so whenever you get married and it's the right time what is the song you want to lose your virginity to i don't know because i'm not thinking about that that's what i'm telling you think about it right now it, why does it matter because it's interesting why <laughs> because you're so reluctant to answer that's why it's interesting i don't know um, you can't think of. Well, there's no way you don't think of any song. Like you, you don't look forward to it, like getting married and being able to do that. You don't, you, you don't like long for that at all. Well, not I guess not long it, for, it, but like look forward to it. Does there have to be music? I don't know. There doesn't have to be, but it like it's a great mood enhancer as opposed to you just both y'all just awkwardly panting or making noises because none of y'all have done it before. You know, <laughs> it might make yeah. things more enjoyable. Yeah, shut up, dude. <laughs> Jason is bullying me right now. I'm just asking you, in the eyes of God, when it's legal, what song you'd play. I don't see what's the big problem with that. I don't know. Well, back in the day, you didn't have any music to play, so you'd have to play it yourself. You probably hired musicians to do it. Why? <laughs> I mean, if you were rich, you could probably do that. I would take that job. I'm not gonna lie. Like to the like, the, you're going to Versailles, like for King Louis. Like, yep, I'm gonna, I'm here to play your song, Your Majesty. Hell yeah, dude, that's in the history books. You kidding me? You fucking play the lute oh, while yeah. King Louis getting sucked. Like, dude, that's awesome. Dude, I remember King Louis would pay someone to wipe his ass. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, he had like a job for like everything for someone to do like everything for him. So this probably isn't you know? too far from the realm of possibility then. <laughs> I don't know if he would have someone play music for him in that context, but um, he would obviously hire people to play music. Like he, people would hire people to clean him, bathe him, wipe him. <laughs> Stupid. 
fucking that is so weird to think about how like he was like the only person who would wipe you know like back in the day the king was the only one who'd wipe there's like no fucking probably linen yeah how the fuck what would you and like where would you put it where would you why not <laughs> have some fucking woman take it down to the river and start scrubbing <laughs> i mean yeah if you see like i remember like in my textbook for like west civ you saw like a it was it was like a picture of like a random like europe like european city ecosystem and how there was like you know obviously like on our based on our standards there was like absolutely no regard to like san um for anything being like sanitary right so it's like someone's just like pissing and then like five feet away the woman's just you know like getting the water out of the <laughs> i can't imagine what it smelled like back then oh no but also I'm trying to imagine how awful they'd think it smelled now just because how much stuff they wouldn't be used to and like the perfumes and deodorants and fresheners and all that stuff. They'd probably like be like, oh, what did y'all do? I'm sure that's easier to get used to than us going back in time for fucking Oh, short. no. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it would just be interesting to see the other side. Dude, it was crazy. When I was in um a lot of parts of the Mediterranean, I was walking down streets that are older and they had more medieval style buildings and there's people that were like leaning out their second story window just looking at the crowd i just kept thinking about how they used to like dump shit in the streets from a bucket so like i just was like looking up like for some reason expecting that to happen for god knows why <laughs> in 20 whatever you were there yeah, dude i was like what the fuck no man out of all of the cool things that europeans still do that is not one of them <laughs> god the fucking plague um yeah that was some serious shit dude um i'm glad we don't have that people tried to make it that way with covid but obviously we're starting yeah, no, to I, give a shit about that now no and like obviously we did like go through some stuff with covid but it was not the black plague it was pretty bad in the beginning and i remember i, I didn't know yeah because i was actually obviously before the as time went on, you could just tell the media was milking the shit out of it. But back when it first started, I was like, fuck, how bad is this going to get? It's going to be like a lot of people dying. Is this going to crash our economy? Everybody starts rioting. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. But I don't know. Um, I guess the I was, thing is monkeypox. What the fuck you ever heard is of that? Pox? It's like a it's like a variation of what happened to chicken pox? <laughs> a lot of it's been eradicated. <laughs> we have a vaccine for it. Oh, yeah, no, I, I know, like, no one really gets it anymore. You're probably vaccinated from it, honestly. Oh, no, I, I definitely probably am. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's same, just very... Same with, like, the, like, polio and all that stuff. Like, those, like, are actually, like, you you need that. Yeah, that and measles and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Like, I think, um, I know they added COVID to the list of the vaccines, like, yeah, that are required, which I think is just, it's retarded, but... Um, it doesn't like really, to go it's so short too it's like i don't I, I haven't looked in a minute but i think it was like what a six a six month waning period or something if you didn't get your boosters and then after that i don't know how long you have like it's it doesn't last for years like the other vaccines do because i know like a a tetanus shot i think is like a 10-year thing and the chicken pox well, yeah. is permanent and then also i think since you're also 19 i think you probably have the hpv vaccine too so well well, I don't know about that, but but that's the thing, because like those vaccines were all like developed over like a long time, and obviously they got really good at that. But with this, um, the reason why I was like, uh, it's like for anyone who is gonna 
tell me that I'm someone who watches Fox News. Here we go. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, guys. Get your popcorn. I, I was like, guys, I, I'm just kind of like skeptic because this shit was developed like, I don't need like not even like in a year. So I'm like, okay, I, this, this kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you agree with me. I don't know if you got it, but so I mean, um, honest, I mean, I I don't, I didn't, I have vaccines in me, and the, I mean, I could just sense that you know, whenever the government really, really wants you to do something, you probably should do the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, I saw this meme where it was, um, the what is it called? Um. Of The Walking Dead, and it was like the one guy surrounded by like all the zombies. Is like me in a year when I'm the only one who didn't get the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, the way I looked at it was in the beginning, it was it was bad, right? So, but I think I'm like I'm asymptomatic. Like I've been around people, I've had COVID. I my girlfriend's had COVID, and I don't. Get I just got it. <laughs> you just got it. Oh no, I don't have it anymore. Yeah. But like I had it, um, like like the Thursday before last. Did it feel like a regular sickness to you? Or was it kind of amplified? Or did you lose sight? Or lose sight, Jesus. Lose taste and smell? I never lost taste and smell. I did feel kind of like the joint stuff that people talked about. Uh, But I only felt that for like a day. And then the rest of my sickness was just like, I was like, I had a really sore throat. And I was just, I had a fever and that was it. Yeah. All of the COVID like related symptoms, that was gone in like a day. I mean, I'm sure like the other stuff was probably still connected to that. But yeah. Yeah, I'm like I said, I've been asymptomatic from it. So and I I think in the beginning there were like people that don't have symptoms are less likely to spread it and also like wearing your mask like I'll I'll wear a mask wherever. I don't really give a shit about masks or, you know, keeping sanitary, washing your hands all the time. That's all well and good. I was just freaked out because I like I don't think I don't even trust them in the stuff they put in the food and water in. I'm not going to sit here and make claims because I have no idea. I just for me, I was hesitant and didn't get it because it just has been too new and i just don't know like there's no long-term data and people saying oh well they've developed these kind of vaccines for a long time fair enough but you know this one was rushed implemented so i don't know i mean obviously millions of people have got it and there's millions of claims of people saying there's complications of this vaccine i don't know how like it's there's so much fear mongering on both sides i don't pay attention to it i just didn't get it because i was medical stuff just freaks me out so like i just didn't want to take a new vaccine and like i said the fact that i'm asymptomatic to it and also the fact that, you know, the the strain that we have now is less deadly, I guess. I don't know. And it's kind of making sort of a comeback, but it's also dying. And also the media is not caring too much anymore. They've lifted vaccine requirements to fly internationally now. And most venues are taking it off their list because I don't think that to me screams they don't want the liability in case this does have a problem. So, yeah, which I'm <laughs> glad they fucking realized that yeah. is like because that's literally fucking crimes against humanity. I can imagine if this, like I said, there's a bunch of people making claims. I have no idea. I'm not making any claims whatsoever if this is harmful or not. I'm just nervous to take it. And that's why I didn't take it. And also, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not trying to like pull up some study or like cherry pick something about, hey, look, this person who I got the vaccine died or this person got this thing from the vaccine. And so I'm, I'm just like, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of cautious and I it just yeah. it kind of freaks me out i just don't want to take it i'm I, sorry well too like it's also like people think it's so fucking black and white like i think you can trust science and also realize that pharmaceutical companies push out harmful drugs and they don't have any repercussions well right especially like, like the opioid crisis that's like the number one reason also like the fda has no fucking credibility anymore 
because it's it's yeah, proven exactly. they've had people fucking on their goddamn special interest hit list like they just get bought off and they can make claims and like use different words and loopholes to like not actually have any validation for it so it's like just the way the system runs is hard to trust but obviously you know millions of advances and you know cancer detecting and killing technology and all sorts of other shit you know it's, it's just i don't know like I'm not a fucking medical person, so I'm not going to sit here and make claims, but I don't think it's necessary for me. And if the majority of people are vaccinated, they don't got to worry about it. And if it's true that people that are vaccinated and are asymptomatic don't spread it as much, then fair enough. I don't really care. Right. That's a good way to put it. I just was like, you know what? I mean, in a similar way that you said, I was like, all right, here where we live, for for reference, guys, like all of this like virus stuff is essentially like it's not it's not even here anymore um it's hard to trust the numbers like who who fucking knows right and so like when also all of that like fear-mongering about like oh you're gonna need to like have a vaccination card to like get into restaurants all that stuff like you said they like they they stopped doing that after like a few months it's because it's not sustainable businesses really don't want to do exactly alienate one side of their fucking clientele and if it really was about being safe the theft, the fact that we had to take a fucking mask and then walk to a table just to take it off and then sit in a room, like <laughs> it was. So I know I was fucking, fucking pissing my pants at how fucking funny that was. God, so it's like it's it's not even like the safety measures that we put in place were even fucking like. I I think the lockdown was smart. I think making everybody stay home until we figure this out was good, right? So that probably yeah, saved and we a lot and we got a. Yeah, and we got a good, nice, like, kind of recession out of it. Like, you know, people were home <laughs> oh, with their buddy, families more. Not even and, well, not for everyone. <laughs> I know not for everyone because not everyone lives in the household. No, I what I'm going to say is, like, the recession that's coming up, okay, people are predicting, like, fucking depression <laughs> more than a recession. Oh, well, I know that. God, but I hope that's not the case, but fuck, man, if it's... I mean, if gas goes to fucking, you know, $10 nationally and it's already, you know, creeping around five, there's, I've seen gas for 509 here and it's just going to keep getting worse. Like it's going to fucking severely do some damage. Yeah. Not saying it will never reset because obviously it's going to fucking have to, but it's going to suck for a while. Yeah, it can reset. Yeah, it can reset. But, um, ugh, don't even want to get into that fucking, that just worries me so much about how shit's, ugh, I don't want to go there, but but no, I don't know. I fucking, I think it's fine. And like I said, the fact that everybody is like, I, I think requiring it so early on was a mistake and not like, like I said, like if you really want to get it and if you had people that were immunocompromised and that was the way to do it, then sure. But I think that, you know, making everybody do it, they realize it was a mistake because especially for concerts, like I'm, there was, I could see like they're doing like ID and vaccine check and they just like scratched it off and ripped that down like this. They wanted to backtrack super heavily. And um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad now because I, I never it really wasn't a problem because like not too many places in where we live required it. There were some in Richmond, but most of the ones in Richmond were like speci- like specific bars that had a very political standpoint that like most people wouldn't want to go to anyway. And some, like, venues had it, but all the concerts I went to, you could either have, like, a negative COVID test or proof of vaccination. So I would just get, like, a negative COVID test. Yeah, that's all I needed to go to Brazil yeah. was just a negative COVID test. Which, how accurate those are, who fucking knows. But if it gets you somewhere and they're not worried yeah. about it, why not? <laughs> 
It's Walgreens, dude. You trust Walgreens, don't you? Yeah, they handed it to me through the drive-thru. It's like I was ordering a sandwich. They gave me my COVID test through the fucking slot. <laughs> yeah, okay. So so I didn't even drive, right? I didn't even have a car. So I, I asked them, like, before, I was like, can I just do it right here? Because, like, um, I, I don't have a Like, I'm not driving here. I'm just walking here. And they're like, no, you have to, like, go in the drive-thru. And I'm like, so I'm just going to, like, walk up to, like, the window. Yeah, they're the very weird like, about scheduling appointments and doing it very specifically. Yeah. It's like, all it is, you're swabbing a fucking thing up your nose and handing it back to them. It's like, you just got to make sure yes. you don't fuck it up and cross-contaminate things. It's not that hard. Yeah, but I'm like, that's, like, literally the equivalent of, like, I don't have a car to go to the drive-thru, so I'm just going to go and eat inside. <laughs> Like you don't order food yeah. at the fucking window when you like you just walk up to it. That's not how it works. CVS had like a fucking trailer. It looked like something like like the UN or FEMA would do or some shit. It's like a little shack that they made as a mobile COVID station, dude. So like I the first time I got one, um, I went to the hospital, not going to the hospital. Like I just they were doing them at the hospital. And it, like back when they first were start doing it, it was like the long ass ones that would like poke your brain stem and like they would swirl it in your ah. nose like they're scrambling eggs or some shit. That one hurt. But the, oh, all the rest I've yeah. taken it, like I just got to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, those like self COVID tests you can buy are they're pretty nice. Yeah, I don't know how accurate those ones are, but I administered one. Um, yeah, those are probably you can imagine are probably not as accurate because you know. Well, like, I they're mean, not, if you're not a trained professional, and I say that loosely, but, like, there's a lot of shit you can fuck up. You accidentally, like, touch it or breeze it against something. Or I could even say if you have a lot of dust in your air or something, like, there's, it's easy to fuck up, and then it's a chemical reaction. So if you don't do it right, then it'll give you a false negative or, I guess, inversely right. sometimes a false positive. I don't know. Who fucking Yeah, no but, no, but also it's just, like, something that's, like, you know, it's, it's made available to everyone, so it's going to be, like, rationed, you know? And so the equipment, obviously, is probably not going to be as good. Yeah. I'm just I'm just making a, a guess. I don't really know. I don't know. I just... The fact that it got really heavily politicized was an indicator to me, I'm going to wait this out. Because if COVID becomes such a problem where it's, like, there's, like, a massive strain that, like, will affect me. And, you know, the vaccine's been out for, you know, two years or so. So if it... I'm Obviously, it's not enough for long term. So, like, I don't know if it'll take 10 years or whatever the fuck, right? But yeah. I don't know. Like, there's the thing I don't like about stuff like this is like the fact that the like I said, the mainstream, and I've mentioned this before, like how the mainstream narrative is so shitty that it just the only thing that fills the gaps are these conspiracy theories or these like you know scam artists trying to sell you some bullshit product that probably is worse for you. So it's like there's people that fill in the gaps with these theories that also aren't true, and it just does more damage. So it's like that's the one thing I I can't stand is like listening to both sides and it's like. It's not even about like who who should I trust and figure out. It's just like you don't trust any of them. Like nobody has the right answer. So hopefully this thing doesn't affect me. So I guess I'm lucky that I'm asymptomatic. And if I wasn't, I probably would consider it. But for COVID, I don't think I'm ever gonna get it because it's not gonna be a problem for me. Right, dude. I just wish that just makes me wish that the whole entire just like mainstream media just like didn't exist. And especially for 24 hours, it is so fucking annoying like back in the day i know yeah like i know back in the day not just on news but like all television stopped i think at like 10 or something like that yeah like 10 midnight somewhere around there i don't know yeah and it wouldn't start up until like five in the morning or something but um i mean i know it's different now because these not everything is like 
live and you could just kind of stream things. But because um, I mean, I mean, based on our standards now, like if you tried to like, the only way to get to get back to that would just to be like, oh well, you have to, you have to like get rid of like Wi-Fi connection. You have to get rid of like like um, electricity for like this amount of time. And like no one's gonna want to do that. Yeah. For I mean, I understand why. I just, I don't know. I I think just like being spoon-fed bullshit just fuels this contrarian just echo chamber of nonsense that we're in right now. And yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. hear people say all the time, like, oh, the news is so biased now. It's like we've never had fucking like partial journal or uh, impartial journalism unless it's been like independent journalists or people that have gotten has been. murdered for it you know <laughs> yeah like the people who would who would cover like mafia stories the mafia would just kill them yeah or like any government scandal or a new technology that would put industries out of business like stuff like that or like you know blaming yeah, the main but, or blaming um, blaming the main on spain fucking <laughs> since we're like it's just we've never had unbiased journalism nationally in this I mean, country um blaming the world on spain blaming yeah. the main on spain they for uh, World War One, there was a ship that sunk. I don't remember. It's been so fucking long, but we basically like blame Spain for the sinking of the ship, but it wasn't true. <laughs> oh, the um, the Lusitania. I think I like I said, it's been forever since I've taken history, but I mean that was a popular headline. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like it's just it's I didn't know that we partial. Yeah, I did. I didn't know that we blamed Spain for that. You never oh. heard that headline? Blame the main on Spain. I don't know. I might have. Uh, oh, so like the name of the ship, the USS um, Lusitania. Did you know that Lusitania was the region of modern Portugal? It was the name given to it by the Roman Empire. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was Hispania was obviously the region known as Spain now. And then right next to it to the left was Lusitania. So that's why when you hear... Um, so, you know, like, there's, like, the Anglosphere and the Hispanosphere, like, the English and the Spanish-speaking world. The Portuguese-speaking world is the Lusosphere. The Lusosphere, huh? Yeah, because of the Lusitania. And so, like, they'll use that, um, you, you know, like, that, that prefix when it comes to certain conflicts that um, Portugal was in. And so, you can see that also in a bunch of other things like you can see prefixes of things so like there's like you know like russo franco um anglo hispano you can see all of these th these different things you ever still and there's come wonder like do we really need to give all this bullshit specific names <laughs> um yeah like there's I think so many do. names <laughs> for things like why do we need to add more like compartmentalism jesus christ i can't talk compartmentalism to it yeah, but I mean, no, but I mean, like the names we have for these certain places have existed for long, a long time, though. Are you talking about that? Or are you talking about just like, oh, we need to have a word for like this new bullshit that came out for today? I'm talking <laughs> like our human desire to take things that already have classifications and names and then adding a whole different set of classification to it. So it's like adding specific regions for stuff that already has countries it's like shit like that just like do we really need specific names for all these things i like it just because um well, i mean does it do you only I like do it because it makes you sound smart no i mean i can see why you would think that <laughs> but i just like it because i really just like categories and and lists and like you know 
is organizing things. It's very, it's very satisfying. You well, know? I can see why it gives and you so, a little chub then, but um, yes, I don't know. Like it's the same thing. I had the the problem with <laughs> when I took zoology, just like the class, the kingdom, the fucking whatever. Like they had like ten tiers of classifications. Like, do we really need all this classification? Like, good lord! But it's it's cool though because it just shows you how complex things are. You know, so you can't be able to know what specific animal is what. It's like, why? Why do we need to know that? No, but yeah, like grade A, under A. I don't know if you ever watched him. Like a while back, I don't really watch him anymore ever. But it's um, a fucking throwback. Like, I haven't heard that name in a while. You know who I'm talking about, though. I right? do. Yeah. Yeah, he made some videos that are fucking hilarious. Like I still laugh at them when I watch them. He's he's so funny, and the British accent just makes it even better. He made his video about. Like how how like insanely ridiculous it is how many different like quote unquote species there are of animals and how it's like there he's like so there's eleven thousand species of ant oh look at this one this one looks different because the 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 antlers like or whatever the like they stick out in a bented way as opposed to like a straight way he's like and he's like well maybe one ant just like had bent antlers. <laughs> That doesn't mean it's like a new species. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I feel that. Like, I f- like there's a little, like that's what I'm talking about. Like, we just have so much classifications for shit that is just not necessary. <laughs> like, do you yeah, really dude, need to you know, know many... all ten thousand species of ant? Like, <laughs> I mean, some people are are they're interested in that, just like how I'm interested in like all of the classifications of like the English language. The English language is is classified just in the way that like you know homo sapiens are i'm not taking away from people that think it's interesting i'm just saying like is it useful the only way i can say i guess it's useful is like um if they're trying to find like medical uses like they're saying how they're trying to figure out the way that sharks because with their dna they're i guess enabled to create any sort of cancer cell so i guess trying to find mm-hmm. like stuff in animal genomes that can help us out in life that's the only reason why I could say we need a classification, but also like in terms of music, like there's so many subgenres and people get offended, like oh no, this is the specific genre or that kind of shit, or whether it comes to food or regions or like where you come from, the people in a specific region where it's like the land has been fought over for thousands of years, so there could be so much genetic mixing. It's just we just have to label everything. Yeah, it's because human beings. Human human beings love identity. I know, and they have they love, we have like, they like a need false sense of identity. They like getting distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's in like modern like America. <laughs> that's a lot With of places. Like the, people like people die for that shit or kill for it. Like people yeah, that get no, like into extremist like, groups, like they're really into that false identity, or people that just have really shitty like extreme. I I just use that example, but <laughs> anything that just no, but um just fucking destroys everything else. Yeah, but, like, I mean, you see in, like, Ukraine with, like, president and all these people fighting for, like, their country, which they love. It's like, would we do, would we do that here? Like, no. Everyone here, like, we fucking hate our culture. We hate our society. We hate everything to do with our country. And it's like, over there it makes sense because they're, like, all, you know, like, they're all ethnically pretty pretty similar. And they all have, like, all these common things. And there's just, like, more of this, like, sense of unity. And like obviously, I Ukrainian history is not as extensive and rich as American history, but they still kind of have like that thing, and they're proud of being Ukrainian, even though U- Ukraine has only been a country for like I don't even think thirty years, and it was just a state of Russia for a while. 
I think it's just a combination of there's so many types of cultures and identities in this country on top of us going through a really rough political fucking tyrannical thunderstorm for a thousand, for a lot of years. But I don't know. I've heard some people say that sometimes it, that's what it takes to get united is to be, you know, in a war situation. Because I can't imagine if we're getting invaded by another country or if we have to go fight a war, God forbid, um, that we'd be fighting too much with each other. I know, like, the the only thing that was kind of different, because obviously World War II was the biggest uniting factor of the country at the time. Not saying it was super divisive at that time, but it was, you know, more of a strength. But, I mean, obviously the Vietnam War, like, that was a very unfavorable war. Um, right, yeah. I feel like most and, war these um, days would be unfavorable, but I think that's different, like, if we were going to go to a different country versus getting invaded. So I think if we were getting invaded, there's yeah. not too many people that are going to be infighting with each other. You know what I mean? Well, right, yeah, because with World War Two, our entire like future as a country and like safety was at stake, and yeah. we could have been taken over by Germany, especially after Pearl Harbor, yeah. because they were. I don't know if this is legitimate or not, but like, I think the Japanese like they were planning like a chemical gas attack on Los Angeles. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, th- I think I did hear something about that. Yeah, so I mean, it could have gotten a lot more brutal. So had to yeah. microwave the city a little bit. <laughs> um. I'd love to go to Pearl Harbor. That'd be really cool. I do. Have you heard that there's a lot of people like really trying to like tell tourists not to go to Hawaii? Yeah, I I did hear about that. Because apparently, I mean, obviously the one that makes the most sense is, you know, the people not respecting the nature and the locals and just like littering and just destroying shit everywhere. There's a lot of delicate um, plant life and a lot of sacred grounds over there. That probably is really annoying and I can see why they're mad. I mean, obviously... I hate to sound like a holier than thou, but I'm honestly like, if I was there, I wouldn't like, I would try, I would do my best to not do things of the sort. Well, yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm usually pretty respectful no matter where I am. But I think too, it's like the tourism industry has such a massive hold and it's just like sucking all the money into that way. So there's a lot of poverty and it's just getting super expensive to live there too. So a lot of people are moving and just have dick tons of money and it's just fucking causing a lot of bad areas there. So there's a lot of, it's, it's kind of like the, the people migrating from California and just like making whatever state they go to really shitty because they're just driving the cost of living up. In New York, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, like you were saying about like the people being just being disrespectful and littering and all that stuff. That's where George Carlin is so correct in the yeah. fact that like people, especially, I mean, he, he was he was meaning in general. But in, in the situation with the travel, like people don't need to bring that much stuff when you travel. Like there's going to be stuff wherever you go, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You could just have what they have. You don't need to have what you have here at your home. Like in, in The Hobbit, like Bilbo doesn't take, I don't even think much at all with him. Even though he wants to take a bunch of his stuff, like he wants to take his books and all his little gadgets and all that, but he doesn't need that, and he has to let go of that for a little while. He come, he comes back to it eventually, and he appreciates it even more, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I remember we touched on that on the last one. So it's like just being a country of abundance and just super indulgent into any stupid thing that we can throw our money at to make us not depressed for a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I think it's just <laughs> our hierarchy of needs are just fucked up. But yeah, yeah I, dude. I liked watching George Carlin on that aspect, especially just yeah. in the time. I mean, obviously, the, I mean, the 90s now is moving farther and farther away, but I mean, not super long ago. Yeah, when did he die? He died in like 2008, 12, somewhere around there, I think. 
I see. Okay. Um, but yeah, he. I mean, obviously, <laughs> the thing that I liked about him is like he, obviously, he had very specific ideologies and ways that he thought about things, but he also was a lot more balanced too. Like he had a, like he had messages that both people on either side of the political spectrum could just take some value out of, which was cool. What kind of right wing things do you like? Me personally? No, did he uh, like say it was good? Because I know he was mostly left wing. So I, I don't know. I just I th- I don't think he was that specific. Obviously, he was really critical of politicians at the time, and I guess I don't know because most sure most um, people that yeah, like sure. I mean comedians or any counterculture is usually against the current sitting president. So that's why like when you look at like political memes. Um, you know, during Trump's presidency, then it's just all negative ones about that. Or if you look it up during Obama's presidency, it's all just about that. And I remember um, I took a civics class in, I think it was like ninth grade or 10th grade. And our job was to get a bunch of um, political cartoons and talk about them. I don't understand. I don't remember what the purpose for it was, but I guess just to just yeah. to see where everybody was. I don't know. But so like I chose a bunch of ones that were obviously because it was during Obama's presidency. So I literally just because I was always winging assignments. So I just Googled image, just political cartoons, and it was just all bashing Obama. Right. So people thought I was just like this, like <laughs> this, like super right wing night when it's just like this is literally the first image that popped up on Google. I could give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think he had. Obviously, like he was more left wing on some of the stuff, but he also wasn't too. Like I said, like he had a bunch of shit that left wing people did, like just the way that they thought about things. Um, and I'm, but what specifically though? Uh, the environment. He was very right wing on the environment. He did you ever hear his bit about that? About how global no, warming I, wasn't going to be that big of a deal. So he's like, the planet's not going anywhere. We are. <laughs> He was ah, convinced okay. that humanity was going to destroy itself way before, like we do any more damage to the environment, or like global warming was going to be a big issue. So, he was pretty right wing, I guess you could say on that one. I guess. Um, I mean, but yeah, I guess he was anti-religious, anti-establishment, and a lot of that, I guess, is left wing. Yeah. Even though, I don't know there's a difference between you know being a liberal and being left wing, and being a conservative, and being right wing. Like most people on both sides of the spectrum don't like the government either way. And want something different, right. as opposed to. Um, it was just, you know, it's really cringy. Those people that are like, they're very excited about like the stuff that the Supreme Court does, or it's like they think that they're gaining rights from the Supreme Court or losing rights and shit. Like, I'm like, bro, who cares? Just like, ugh, I hate people that like, fucking idolize our government or politicians. It's just gross. Right. I mean, they're essentially like they're celebrities. <laughs> yeah, they're <and> acting. <laughs> we shouldn't even be fucking that. <laughs> revered against celebrities either but well yeah because it falls into the same category because like now we don't worship um you know god we worship these like celebrities and these like fake personalities and stuff like that well you could argue that god and all that stuff is also like a celebrity status too obviously there's a difference in worship between celebrity and religion but you could kind of make the same thing as like we just have to have somebody to look up to whether it's a father figure mother figure entertainment uh, lifestyle. You'd be whatever. surprised, dude. Like, there's a lot of people that, I mean, like, they claim to be non religious, but, like, their lifestyles, like, they prove otherwise. And they always, like, have this kind of, like, rigid, like, you know, you know, like, people that, like, are, they, they stick to, like, a specific diet and, like, they look down upon other people that don't eat like them. And they're like, no, you need to eat keto or, like, you need to eat paleo. 
and like well, that, that's my whole point is like the, it's the same thing but of a different vein well, right but it's still them being religious without them even realizing it right that, that's that's my point is like they're they structure oh, their okay. lives the same exact way except whether they're doing it celebrities diet religion whatever the fucking case may be and they look down at other people that aren't in the same group or don't have the same views but it's, it's just a way that we are it's just really stupid dude keto fuck that I don't know why that was so popular. It's clearly not good for you. I guess people realize that when they gain the weight back so fucking quickly. Because, like, maybe you shouldn't well, fuck with your yeah. diet like that. No, buddy. exactly. It's it's like people are like, oh, does it work? I'm like, well, if you cut out an entire food group, you're probably going to lose weight. <laughs> but uh, it's not because you don't want to do that forever. It's not fucking no, good for you. No, it's term. like, no, because, like, I mean, it doesn't it's not compatible with, like, our modern just like social environment that just, it just doesn't work you yeah. can't just like not eat carbohydrates uh and like also i mean it's it's very good for losing weight very quickly but obviously like i said it's not going to necessarily stay off and like i mean i athletes use it if they need to use weight and it's that is like the one situation where i would say it is good because um like if you need to make a weight class or you need to just like um you know you need to like i just need to cut a little bit or something like that right that's a good way to do it but for just like the average person, like you don't need to put yourself through that. Yeah, I agree. It's like people picking an extreme because their situation is so bad. And they just want to. I, I was just talking about this today because I came from the gym today. Um, I think the reason why a lot too. of people fail or like they don't lose weight or they don't get into a better spot is just the way they think about it. So it's you have to have your mind to be like, if you just want to work out to lose weight you're probably going to gain it back because you're not doing it to better yourself. You're doing it for a superficial reason, right? So it's like, you're not, I mean, obviously some people like, Oh, with the health benefits and blah, 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 but like, no, like it's supposed to better your mental space and it's supposed to enhance your life. And if you don't, it does. Yeah, exactly. And if you think about it like that way, it does. And if you don't let that be your outlet, then you'll fail. And I kind of have the same sentiment about like drug problems. I, I think why there's a reason why some people keep going back through rehab is because they just have the idea of, oh, I want to be good and I want to be better. But once that, you know, excitement runs out, they revert back to their old ways. Like you need to find something that like is your outlet or something that you can actually be true to yourself as opposed to, oh, I have to do this. Otherwise my life will be bad. Like it's just the way we think about shit in this country is so backwards. We just think short term gratification and once that fucking goes away, then we're going to go right back to how we were. Like, we don't find a better way to be. We just want to find a better, quick solution. Right, and, like, partying goes in, like, the same category. Yeah. And we've talked about this stuff, like, a lot. But, I mean, we got to reinforce it, man. We got we to gotta, we gotta indoctrinate people, bro. <laughs> no, it's important to think about things in the right light. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, like, I'm just being honest, okay, guys? Like, I'm just giving you my take on these things. I'm not using this as a platform to like teach people like I have like lessons and like I'm speaking for I'm like no 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 I'm not allowed to do that I am not a priest I have not like I am not allowed to preach but what I can do is just offer you my takes on things based on life experiences you know I don't know, I think some people find it motivating too because like I said there's a lot of people that struggle with doing something whether it's working out or being sober or you know just missing some fulfillment in their life like there is a lot of there's a lot of work you need to do mentally to 
prepare yourself for this. Like you have to prepare for big changes. You can't just jump into something and then expect it to work if you just coast and you do all the research and you do all the right things, but you don't take care of your headspace. So you're just going to go back. And that's why it's so difficult. And obviously people with different yeah. bodies react differently. So you know, if they don't do like a specific workout or a diet that works for them, it's going to make it 10 times harder. So that's really not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that do well short term and then they just spiral and go back into the depression or whatever the thing was that was holding them back because they just, they don't want to actually be better. They just want the pain to stop and then they'll do anything to get it to stop. And then they'll realize they're going to go back to where they started in the first place because that's how they got to being in the pain in the first place. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just a lack of patience, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just a lack of patience and self-discipline. Like there's stuff that you have to basically yeah. train yourself to do that you don't want to do, but then you have to fill in the space with stuff that you enjoy. And like I said, you got to find your outlet. Yeah, even like little things, man. Like um, like when you find yourself just like you're just doing nothing, essentially, nothing good that is, um, and you're just like scrolling on your phone. And I'm just like, man, like, it is hard sometimes to just like put it down and like do the thing that I kept telling myself I needed to do, like the dishes or the trash or anything. And like my job is like really busy right now. Like there's a lot of stuff coming out. I have to, I have to like maintain a warehouse. I got to clean everything. I got to make sure that everything's like in order. I got to file all these POs. I have to, um, and like, obviously this, this stuff was piling up and there was POs that like my, my boss was getting invoice is getting invoices for them. And he was like, do you have the PO for this? And I was like, I don't know. I'll look. And then it was like, obviously this stuff had just piled up and like, I had never got to it yet. And I was just like, man, I should have just like the second I knew that there was like a PO that needed to be filled out. I should have just did it. You know, sorry. I should have just done it. <laughs> I don't speak. <laughs> should have done did it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I don't know, like I said, it, I feel you because I feel the same way with a lot of stuff. And obviously you can get burned out and go overboard and that's not good either. You just, it's just about that fucking balance. You just got to balance it. And because yeah, um, it can get confusing sometimes. Cause you'll be, um, because you know, like you said, you'll be burnt out, but then you might think of like, Oh man, I'm just, I'm, I'm just being lazy again. It's like, no, you're, you're probably just, you know, it is important to everyone... rest. You have to take days off just doing nothing sometimes. But for me, like, yeah, I, no, I, uh-huh. Like I can work I go, all sorry, week. Sorry. I sorry, I keep talking at the same time. I just I just yeah. like I I can work all week and then if I like let's say like I'll work like Monday through Saturday because I'm going somewhere so I'm taking a couple of days off so I'm working through the whole week to make up for it, right? And then I'll rest on a Sunday and if I don't do anything on Sunday, I feel like complete shit even though it's like a reset from the, you know, all <laughs> all work week. It's really strange. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's what I love about my weekends, just recreation, because, um, I mean, recreation is literally, it's like you are recreating yourself, like you're just constructing your personality, your your views, like who you are, essentially, through your free time, not just through your, like, your actual job, which, I mean, you, you do that too, but it's really like when you're just kind of just, like, alone, and you're just left to your own devices, where, like, you really kind of figure out who you are, you know, like, what do you gravitate towards? What is it that like really brings out your passion and, and, and then stuff like that? Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to say that 
the majority of people have the capability and the potential to do it. It's just finding that focus because I know from experience, I have a bunch of things in my head that I know would be good and it's hard to narrow them down to something that's actually realistic and accessible. So I feel like most people have like the intention to do that, but the practice is just so difficult and not that many people can get specialized training to prepare for that. So I think it's just like, but if you like what you just said, if you have that in mind, I think it makes your journey a lot easier. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, cause people think like, cause they see all these people like right on social media and, and on, on TV and like on the internet and like, they see all of these like unattainable standards and it's like, you need to realize like, well, okay. Like just because you won't look as good as them doesn't mean that you can't look good or just because you can't, do this thing as well as this person can doesn't mean that you can't do it well for you and have a good time with it. That's why um, when my friend at the gym told me that someone told him, they were like, oh, dude, I just um did like a, some some sets on, on squat for like 180, but I know that's not a lot for you. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter if it's not a lot for me. It's a lot for you. And that's good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're all individuals, and I, I think going back to, like, like when people set goals that, like, are unattainable because they are presented with something, whether it's, like, in our entertainment or our music or whatever, like, you, you, wherever you feel like you have to look a specific way, like, if people really ask themselves, like, why they want to reach that goal, is it, like, is it the fear that people won't accept them because they don't look like that, or do you actually really want to look like that, you know, and some people are so against that. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, I'm going to be the, you know, the, the counterculture to this thing. I can do the exact opposite of what these you know people are doing. So there is that as well. But I think people just don't question why they want to do things. They just want to do it on impulse. And it's just like, is this actually going to be beneficial? Like you can put all this hard effort and all this work to obtain this unrealistic, I'm saying that word loosely, you know, goal right uh, yeah and i mean I know the narrative just changes and then the trend just goes to something else and then you're left empty again so it's like it there's just no like i, I think for like trivial things like that like when you're setting goals that are not realistic to yourself it's just you just have to pick something different because it's just it's not going to make you feel better like you're like it, it'll make you more insecure in the long run even if you do do because then you feel like you have to maintain it otherwise you're nothing so it's like you're giving yourself that false sense of identity so i think just setting the right goals also makes sense too. Yes, because goals are like the absolute, like they're one of, if not the most important thing when it comes to like just being happy and like feeling good. Because like when you have the goals, you obviously like, you have like the plan, you have like the roadmap and you're like, I hope to get here one day. And obviously if you set yourself like, like you said, like a reasonable goal and you can get to that, you know, in, 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 in like X amount of time, it doesn't really matter necessarily. But like when it comes to working out, people think that like, you know, they need to like just kill themselves every workout. And it's like, or cause they're like, I'm like, why are you doing that? It's like, well, I, they, they said that like this celebrity did that. And it's like, well, those people are paid to do that. Yeah. Also, that's a lot of lighting and like perfect timing mixed with like dehydration, all that stuff. But also, um, if you want to do this, you need to do you need to approach it in a way that like y you could do it like you want to do it in a way that you would do for the rest of your life <laughs> and like um because it's like um all of this like cramming and stuff like that never works especially when it comes to school and all that stuff like 
Um, you know, you always wanted to like, I mean, I never did it cause I was stupid back then, but you would always want to, you know, like study a little bit every night. And by the time you like get to the, the test, it's like, Oh yeah, it, it kind of just all clicks, you know? Yeah. Then you fucking lose it. Cause it's not a good way to learn information, just cramming it for one goddamn test. And then you don't get any sort of experience or reference points with it. Then like not even a semester later, you forget all that shit. It's just not a good way I to l- learn. <laughs> I loved how I don't know if you watch Bro Science Life, but uh, I think um, a couple I have. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of my favorite quotes of his when he made his video about spring break, he was like, "Spring break is that big test you study for on the last day, and once the test is over, you forget all everything that the test was about." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and going back to the the um, exercise and beauty thing, you know, in my head, it's not even the fact that that's what's the standard right so like let's say the beauty standard was flipped because it's never been consistent throughout the millennia of human existence right so let's say that like you know people that were health conscious skinnier or more toned muscly were not the desired ones so it's the people that were fatter or you know just not as good looking in the face right so like that was the unattainable goal to like you had to just keep eating or do something unhealthy on the other respective to look that certain way right like it, it doesn't change so like when i every time i say this argument it's easy to bring up like either like the jealousy or the insecurity but it's just it's the same thing regardless if you flip or not it's the fact that you're taking this very stupid trivial thing only because it's popular and then you're letting it control your identity and also your insecurities. Like it's just an extra layer of something. You don't need to worry about it because I don't want to hear this bullshit about people saying, Oh, I'm working out to be healthy. Like, I feel like that's a very, if pe- most people that say that, like they, they, they could give a shit. They just want to look good. Right. Obviously the health benefits right. are a side plus, but like if you were to work out, I guarantee you, like if working out was only good for your health, but didn't make you look good conventionally, not like almost nobody oh, would do fuck it at all. No. No, you would not. I mean, I guess yeah. if you want to, if you want to include like the mental stuff in the health category, then I can see what you mean by I want to. It work does though. I, I do include in that category and like most. Then okay, because that's why I do it now. At least I mean, obviously in the beginning, that's that isn't because everyone admits that like okay, in the beginning I did it just because I wanted to look good. And let me clarify, like I'm also of that vein too. Like I I I mainly do it because like it it helps me with stress. And also helps me with anxiety, and I do feel a lot better. I don't feel as and like because like I don't drink coffee or soda really. So like sometimes I get like kind of tired, rightfully so at night, right? So it gives me more energy and just makes me more functional as a person. But also in the mid, like yeah, like obviously like that is a good benefit of working out. Like you do want to look good, right? And also feel good as well. I'm just saying if you base your entire existence around that, putting all that effort into your goal is not going to make you a better person. It's going to make you just feel like you're going to have to have this unattainable body forever and that's how people like you know get eating disorders or fucking just more insecurity or like those models like they just constantly have to like not eat anything or just throw up or just do an insane diet just to even get that body you know what i mean like it's just stupid Uh, yep i've been through that man that was (laughs) not fun yeah and i mean and and when you look honestly well when you look back and like think about it like what is the reason like why i know man it's like, yeah, seriously, what the fuck was the reason? Like, there is there is no logical reason except you're just insecure because you want people to find you attractive and or you want to represent somebody that you look up to, right? But again, that shit fucking changes. Like in twenty years, like fat people could be the new beautiful. Like you never know. Like it's just what is it? <laughs> what? No, I just remember there was like that magazine or whatever, like last year. 
where it was like the it was like the fat women are beautiful too <laughs> do i i don't know i mean the way i look at it obviously like attraction is subjective right but i i have a pretty wide range of people that i find attractive whether it's skinnier bigger or whatever obviously there's a line on both regards it's like i don't want people that are super super skinny or or people that are super super obese but like dude there's fucking attractive people in so many different types of body styles you know what i mean like dude it's not that fucking cut um, and dry i recalled that we talked about this in regard to ethnicity i mean yeah i mean obviously there's more connotations that involve right yeah i mean you're gonna find things attractive regardless even if it's a prejudice or like a ideology that you hold like i mean that's why the, <laughs> i mean i guarantee you there's some clan members out there that like jerk off to like black models like you know what i mean like there's just that vice that everybody has i guess like, um, you're just i know this is like a like attractive i know this is like a sensitive topic for a lot of people to talk about and they might they just be weirded out by us like talking about this <laughs> you know <laughs> but i'm just like okay like some people like are just physically attracted to certain things and like they can't help that <laughs> yeah no seriously and i mean if if you're talking about pedophilia then yes no yeah exactly i mean that doesn't mean that like i mean if you have those feelings obviously you shouldn't act upon them you know and that's why obviously you know as, as a christian that's like why i don't support homosexuality either because like i mean you just i mean like having the feelings i mean like Okay, I mean, everyone has temptations, but like you can't act upon the temptations, if you know what I'm saying. I think there's a very, very big difference between um, homosexuality and pedophilia, though. I, I don't think... No, there is, but... Um... <laughs> yeah, you might want to... <laughs> no, but there is, but, like, the argument I'm using, essentially, is that, like, it doesn't matter if it's, like, oh, well, because it's, like, well, by, by the same logic of a man and a man can get married, then why and like because that's how the how they're made and that's who they're attracted to then why cannot like a pedophile just like you know do what he wants to do because it's proven (laughs) that pedophilia causes damage and trauma and it's not proven that homosexuality does it unless it's predatory obviously you can have trauma in any sort of sexual thing right no matter what it is but like again like if it's if it's like a standard relationship whether it's monogamous or polygamy or whatever the fuck right like like i said most I would say all types of pedophilia are harmful, whether it's oh, yes. grooming You're right. or anything like that, but like not like, I don't know. You just have to be very no. specific with it. No. Yes. But this just goes back to like the teaching of the church, which is that like all sexual acts that are outside of the context of matrimony are not okay. And so that's why I'm like, they're, they're not hypocrites because like why why they don't support like homosexuality and stuff like that it's like okay like married couples aren't allowed to just like fuck each other whenever they want like there's there's order to this stuff and it's not like these people can have fun but these people can't it's like no essentially like no one can have fun but that doesn't mean that no one's happy <laughs> you know i don't know i just because it's you have to look at no, it because like it's, it's actually doing damage and if it's not then just who gives a shit right no well, it does do damage but I guess we don't have to talk about that. Well, then I guess what is the, because obviously there, and you can either call it like just having it be in a position of power or just having it be just from repression. Like what is like then just the an actual infatuation with children then with the clergy? 
Oh, I'm okay. You you think that every single clergyman is a pedophile? No, but if you're going to use the same argument that's like not all types of homosexuality are are good, then like it's going to be of the same vein. Because also, that's a big problem in that community is like there's a lot more people that are like introduced to that young that are not as demonized as like a, you know like a straight guy doing it to like a little girl. Like it's more. Well, obviously, most people now think it's bad, but like they're introduced to what? Like people that are gay have been like, and you know, they've been exposed to a sexual situation a lot younger than most people that are heterosexual. So, like, obviously, there's a lot of predatory stuff going on with that. But again, like, it just have to take it in context with what the thing is. So it's like regular people that have adult relationships that are consensual, you know, doesn't equate to pedophilia to me. All right, but. You were saying that I was saying that? No, what I'm saying is like, because like, obviously, like, it is a common, obviously, not everybody's doing it, but it is a common thing. And it's also not heterosexual, you know, abuse. It's mainly like homosexual abuse that's happening. So it's like, if it's such a demonized thing, like, why is that such an infatuation then? Yeah, do you know why that's the case? Because well, like I've kind of in my that. head, I think it's from the repression, and I also think it's just power. Like like I said in the last podcast, it doesn't matter if you're in Hollywood or a politician or clergyman, whatever the fuck, you're in a position of power. It's easy to abuse. I just think it's interesting that you know majority of people that have had it abused from clergymen have been like you know boys, not too many girls. Yeah, and there's is, a lot of sexual abuse. Really I mean, you sad. watch it to catch a predator. Yeah. You watch all that shit. There's a lot of heterosexual pedophilia that goes on but obviously there's some it's almost all of them i mean like obviously like there's some of them that are not yeah exactly but like with specifically with clergymen a lot of it is like young boys and that's why i think it's interesting it's like homosexuality is demonized so much within that but then that's like the vice that is the most common or like you always hear stories of people having like you ever see those like preachers on tv that like confess to the audience that they've had an affair (laughs) like stuff like that it's just very probably also, I know in, in Donnie Darko, they they kind of they made fun of that a lot. <laughs> yeah, but, but that, what I'm saying, like, I thought it was hilarious. But I'm not making a generalization. Like, like statistically, like it, it's a thing that happens. I'm just thinking, like, in in terms of thinking of the ideology, like, why is that the same sort of context? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it is unfortunate that that's the case, but this is why that any priest who does that to a little kid deserves to be castrated or killed and they probably will go to hell right I mean, but my point is like i know it's bad my point is i'm not trying yes. to get you to apologize for catholic priests that did that, that, that that's not my point my point is like why is it specifically like little boys as opposed to girls i don't know i i couldn't tell you why because i'm a pedophile so i don't i don't want to like think about that because that's awful <laughs> i think you it's know? the fact that it's so like forbidden that's why it's tempting so like the people that are gonna be lost in that way it's more like it gives them more of a thrill i think if you would Could you apply me. that to like um murders and, st- and things like that yeah yeah i think that's but just that the nature of it that doesn't make the thing okay though well, no, obviously not. It's <laughs> my, my yes. overall point is just like it's there's no use in even like not even the sexual point like with like what I use like the standard of beauty, right? It doesn't make sense to specifically choose a goal or something that you need to ascertain for the wrong reason because like pedophilia, you want to do something you really want because it's a goal. As fucked up as that sounds, that's their goal is they need see, to get fulfillment. Yeah, to no, right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. So it's like you don't think about something right way, or like you feel like you're being denied of that thing. 
then you're going to want to do it a lot more and it's not going to be beneficial to your life. So that's why I'm saying like having like being like repressed in that way and also like the condemning, like the condemnation of homosexuality, I think is the concoction of why a lot of those priests choose little boys, honestly. So I feel like if it wasn't so demonized within the church, it wouldn't happen as much. I feel you. Yeah. And I well, mean, honestly, like it, it, it might not because there's, I mean, it's a lot of secular cases yeah, of pedophilia I mean, it doesn't really make a difference either way yeah, i'm just saying I mean, specifically it's not, like little that's boys. not exclusive i mean it's 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 demonized almost everywhere like i think if you talk to most normal people like hey is this okay yeah no <laughs> well so yeah. i mean i this topic really interests me a lot because i i watch like i love to catch a predator i, I just think it's crazy we could see these people in real life why jason because i like I, fucking it's just no 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 no, no. I, I i i see no no because like we have as human beings like we like murder mysteries we like all of this kind of like this yearning for the unknown and like this fucked up shit you know yeah no it, it interests yeah. me because um like i said I've, I've loved to catch a predator there's a lot of guys like vigilantes on youtube that you know also bait pedophiles into meeting up and then they go talk to them and a lot of them are not good but there is one that's really good on youtube called pop squad and they he actually has a really interesting dialogue with them because he's like i think the mistake that most of these predator hunters make is that they think that you know catching a pedophile and then like degrading him on camera is gonna make good content because it's very agreeable like like pedophilia is an awful thing so it's like you're gonna go and degrade somebody like it's it's sellable right but this dude actually has a conversation with them and in that you actually get a lot of insight into what happens and you can see all the lies that they tell and I mean, the number one consensus is that, like, the compulsion is just so strong. Like, there's people that are multiple offenders. Like, they're on the registry. They've been in and out of jail a couple times. And the laws aren't that heavy for um, stuff like that. Like, you can be, you know, out of jail in a couple months or sometimes in, like, maybe two years. And you're just going to keep, go out and reoffending. Like, the compulsion is enormous, right? So, that's part of it. And I also read one article. There was a guy um, that... I don't remember what the context was, but I think like he like he is like he admitted that he was a pedophile, but like he never did anything. He never tried to contact people. He realized early on that he just naturally had this attraction to children and he was trying to like get help for it. So like he wouldn't hurt people. Right. So like he did an interview basically saying like, I, you know, I, I don't go out or I don't talk to people because I know like I'm attracted to children. I know something will happen. So he is of the, you know, he's trying to get rehabilitated before he does something. Because I think if you can stop a bad mindset before you get a taste of the apple, you're a lot more likely to, you know, get actually rehabilitated. Or if you're a child and you get rehabilitated before you're like when you're developing, then it's a lot easier for you to just avoid tragedy. Like there is a girl that was really violent and was psychopathic at like six. Like she wanted to hurt her brother for no reason. But, you know, she ended up getting therapy and then was able to live a normal life and didn't kill anybody. So... Yeah, if you're, yeah. what is proven, I guess, is if you really try to stop the compulsion before you do it, it's a lot easier to change as opposed to, you know, like I said, getting rehab or trying to go therapy or getting out of jail multiple times. Like the compulsion just keeps getting stronger and stronger once you do it. Well, right. And um, I just, I say that you could apply the same thing to homosexuality. In what way? In the way, like you were saying, where, like, you can, um, like, you can make the, like, actual effort to, you know, prevent the impulsory thing, if you, you see what I'm saying? 
like I said, um, I think it's vastly different. Like it, it's not the same thing as pedophilia. Obviously, there's homophobia, no, but homo, homosexual pedophilia. But like, I, I don't think it's it, it's not the same thing as a compulsion. Like it's just a sexual identity. There's like heterosexuality no, also, and homosexuality and whatever. Like I, I don't think it's the same thing at all. No, but you, but like I don't see why if 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 in this case you're saying like if a homosexual relationship if it's consensual is okay and then a a one where if it's like an overage person with an underage person and it's consensual would that be okay or no no because it's proven that even if it's consensual with underage like it it is like proven to develop trauma like okay. like obviously legally like kids can't give consent so like it's it's illegal I mean, obviously homosexuality was illegal until a couple of years ago right but that's only for marriage but i don't think people were going i mean my history is fuzzy on this but obviously it was overruled in the supreme court um but because it's two adults period so it's like i i don't know i mean you can technically blur that line of like you know 16 and 17 with a 24 year old right generally pretty gross but i don't think it's going to cause as much trauma as like a 13 year old and like a 40 year old you know what i mean so regardless of whether oh, that's yeah. Yeah. you know heterosexual or homosexual like it's proven to cause damage even if the kid thinks that it's consensual when it's not so that's the biggest difference what if this, that's just how they are <laughs> about where what do you mean? Well, no, because I mean that's just what the that's I mean I'm, I know that's not the entire argument, but that's what a lot of people say for the justification of homosexuality is that's just how they are and it's in their nature. To to do what? Be pedophiles? No, to be homosexuals. Question. No, but because like I'm saying like well, what if that's just how they're made, and what if you need to respect that? You see. Are you talking about like pedophiles? That's how they're made. They need to respect it. Yeah, so I'm saying I'm trying to say like when you apply the same thing from the justification for homosexuality, how does that not still because uphold? like I said, like you, like two adults consenting to do something, and like I said, your your term for adult can be different if you of if you are of a mature mind because like the age of consent is different in some states or some parts of the world. Sure. Like a lot of it is 16, right? So like I'm not even talking about like 16, 18. I'm talking about like preteen or child. So, like, a child cannot consent to give sex or have I any sexual that. relations. And that's why I think it's bad. Right, but that's but, what I'm saying because it's proven to have trauma and do damage. But if it's two adults and, I guess, have developed, let's just, for the sake of argument, people with developed brains having sex versus people that don't have developed brains, right? So, we'll just start there to make it simple because you can argue back and forth of what age is technically not harmful and what is. I don't even want to go there. But Yes, well, and, like, you bring up these... um like it, it 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 proves to like um like show like trauma and all that stuff and it's like yeah but that might that might not be in all situations what if these two people love each other like you see what i'm saying like just because they quote unquote love each other doesn't mean that it's okay because they won't feel that way forever like that's what i'm saying like yes and i don't understand how that doesn't apply to homosexuality they might not feel like that way forever and you can apply the same thing to like a premature heterosexual marriage they might not feel that way for the whole time you know that's why yeah but there's that, a difference like, in that, like changing your sexual orientation or experimenting with your sexuality than grooming a child like that's like, that's two completely different things like I'm not saying like you have to stick with one sexuality or the other you can be as fluid as you want but 
like I said, yeah, like there's, there's too many cases where it's been super abusive and like, and yeah, I've, I mean, obviously there are cases where people like it, it, you know, it is consensual and like they do quote unquote love each other, but like it just ends up like unequivocally being damaging regardless if yes, they think it's the love, secret. like health or if it's love or not. Well, right. And the, like homosexuality is in the, falls in the same category. Like you said, it's, it's not to that same extent, but it's still, it dips over the line. Are you talking about with like like two underage people being homosexual or two adults being homosexual? Either way, I guess. How is it for two adults? How is like how what, is it damaging the, for two adults? Well, because okay, so here is why homosexuality is not okay based on Judeo Christian values. So family is the most important thing in society. Without family, society essentially crumbles. <laughs> and once you do that, you can't have a family and society crumbles. That's essentially as basic as you can get. Okay. So you're essentially, it's because you're pursuing a relationship just as if you were heterosexual and you think a woman's really hot. You're just pursuing a relationship because you are physically attracted to this person as opposed to like actually loving this person. I guarantee you there's a lot of like Christian women that, you know, can't have children for whatever reason, right? So they have to adopt. Like there's a lot of gay people that adopt and have a family. Yes, but these Christian women that adopt, they are still like they have husbands. You can't adopt a Okay, I'm I'm not saying you don't physically have the ability to legally adopt a child if you're if if you're like in a gay relationship, but like that's not Obviously, you, you, like the uh, the argument's not just based on like the I can't physically reproduce. Well, they can because, have like, families a, though. Like it doesn't matter if it's their biological kid, but like, yes, are, like but like a kid can't like a, a kid shall not grow up with two dads or two moms. Like that's just that that's not how it works. Like that's not how a household functions. That's not how. That's not how a healthy society is bred. I think it, like, regardless if it's heterosexual, homosexual, family, no family, I, I don't think we have really any sort of, I don't, I don't think we have too many good values in this country, regardless if we have a family or not. Like, I'd not think, anymore. Like, I mean, we ha- we did, but not well, it's it's like, all no, it's like, Even, like, the nuclear family had a ton of problems. Like, I, like, there's tons what, like, of okay, shit. Like, well, I grew up in that kind of environment. What would you... What would you define as the nuclear family? Like you said, just the standard. Because I remember you asked me the same question of whether or not I would want that, and I should have asked you whether or not, like, well, like, what, like, what did you mean by that specifically? I don't know. Like, the fucking husband is the one that has a job. The woman stays home with the kids. Maybe you have one son, one daughter. They're affluent, I guess. You live in a nice house. Like you, you know, you celebrate all the holidays. You go to church on Sunday. Like it's just a standard American nuclear family. You know whatever way you want to do specifically i guess well that's not necessarily how i would live but i see nothing wrong with that what do you consider as a nuclear family then no no that that is what i would describe as the nuclear family right so that's what um, i'm saying so like even like in that context like it, it doesn't matter if you're a nuclear family or not like if you have good values you can instill that onto your children i don't think you have to have a... oh but there's certain there's certain factors though about the nuclear family that like they don't have to like you don't have to have like a functioning like a functioning family doesn't necessarily have to have 
like you know like you attend all the holidays and like you you, you live in a nice house you have two kids like your husband like wears a tie and goes to goes to nine to five comes back and mom stays home like you don't need to have necessarily all of those factors in play other than the fact you you just need to have a man and the woman and like you just have to have a man and a woman and children that's what a family is it doesn't necessarily need to have all i mean all the circumstances are just you know a part of just being american and how that kind of developed so you don't um, think it's possible for anybody to instill like good values onto children unless you're in the traditional family uh no it is i mean it like the values of like family and sticking together and like just tradition like you cannot show that to people in other kinds of relationships so is that also like exclusive to like single dads and single moms or people that grow up with one parent like you need to have two yeah you do that's why divorce is not okay interesting yeah so um that's why you like in the religion which i follow you you cannot um just be in like a buffer state like you need to be you need to either choose religious life or to get married. You can't just be um, like, you can't just be single for the rest of your life. Obviously you can be single like for a little bit, which is what I'm doing, but eventually you either need to pick religious life or get married. And one religious life could be, oh no, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Well, I assume you're going the marriage route. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously com- contemplated the religious life, but I mean, people associate like religious life with just, the priesthood which that's part of it but there's also there's tons of things you could do in the um in the religious life side like you could be a canon lawyer which is people that they they do they practice law within the church i think it's pretty cool you could also be a monk which they're badass you could be a um you could be a you could just be like a brother you know you could just be like a lay brother um yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of options either way, um, you know, because it's like there's all that stuff. But it's like, um, um, well, then on the marriage side, you might think it's very narrow, but it's like, well, there's a lot of people I can marry. <laughs> you know? That's true. So you yeah. never like if you did go the the clergy life, you wouldn't ever adopt a kid, especially one that was like in need or something. Um, no, no, you can like you can house like children and stuff like that. I'm I'm fairly sure. I mean, obviously, you can't, like, adopt them as, like, your own legal son. That You couldn't be, like, their legal guardian. But, um, yeah. Wait, so that that's actual law? Like, you can't legally adopt a child if you're in the church? I don't think you can. I mean, I don't want to say no when, it, when that is the case. But, um, no, I mean, that's why orphanages were made by, like, nuns and stuff like that to house these kids. They weren't like the legal. I mean, I, I guess they were the legal take caretakers because the people were un, like they were under their custody, I guess. But yeah, they I'm, were not like. I don't think but, like they. I think they belong to the state. Maybe I. I don't know. They're, the they're not of, under the custody of the nuns. I don't. I don't know, know how that works. I, I, yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, they're definitely yeah. responsible for them, but I. I don't think they're like they're not legal guardians of those kids. I don't think yeah no but does legal guardian just mean you have custody it or means you're what the, uh, because I, I don't know how that works i think so i know that like if you have legal guardianship like you are responsible for them and like you're like their emergency contact or like 
you can represent them if they commit a crime or pick them up from obviously emerging contacts can pick up people from school but i don't know about now but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> oof your murky waters there but um Dude, we're not going to be allowed to do anything anymore <laughs> now people keep shooting shit up we kind of go outside without being a metal detector Yes, I'm like, can people just not do that, man? That's one of the many things where I'm like, can people just not do that, please? That's interesting. So I guess here's another question then. Like, how many people do you think that are Catholic, like, they don't live, like, a traditional family lifestyle and they think, like, feel super guilty and, like, super secretive about it? Super secretive about the fact that they don't have the, like, the um the standard, I guess? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know about how many of them are guilty, but I can guarantee you that probably like 60% of Catholics don't live that way. 60%. Um, That's a pretty high average. It's more than half. Probably. That's just (laughs) me. That's just me guessing. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just me just guessing. I don't know if that's the actual number. Well, that's why sometimes Um, it confuses me because like there's a lot of times where you're saying like, like the fact that it has been infiltrated right because it is a system of jesus so the devil's not betrayed it but it's also like a bunch of rules that are contingent upon that but then if the majority of the people don't follow it that way so then I, that's what I, it's a very interesting way of like navigating life i should say because it makes it difficult to choose what the right thing is to do if there's so much misinformation within its own circle well right because i mean like the clergy and the magisterium have caused so much confusion when it comes to all these things you know about like um like, e- even if I tell you right now, oh, like, Pope Francis, homosexuality. You're, you're like, you don't necessarily know, um, like, for someone who's not, like, in on this stuff necessarily, like, you might not know all the details or what his actual views are on this thing, but you know there's, like, some kind of controversy about, like, comments that the Pope makes about things that, of, of like, doctrine that has stood for, like, 2,000 years and stuff like that, you know? I'm curious to know, like, when, like, when did you, I guess, figure out that, like, those two were separate? Like, were you taught that? Did someone tell you that, or did you just figure that out? What is separate? Like, like, you saying, like, the doctrines and the misinformation, what you just said. Oh, well, I mean, that just comes from, I mean, yeah, I was, I was taught, but that's Catholic moral theology, because obviously the church is perfect, but the people who are running the church are not necessarily well, I don't, I mean, it's in, no, no, that makes perfect, no but, sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, because I, I, I kind of fucked up by saying the necessarily, but no, the people who are in the church running it are not. So it still doesn't make because, sense because that's contingent. Like that's that's the system. It only runs with the people that fucking run it. So you well, can have like a run. you can have a written system and a set of rules or a set of things that are totally different than the people running it say to do it by. And that's that's what I'm saying is like it's that's completely <laughs> that's how the ship gets steered, man. But that's why we have all of this like doctrine that has lasted for as long as it has to guide us in these kind of situations. And like that's why the catechism of the Catholic Church exists. And but what does it, it matter if the majority of the people like don't follow it or don't like perceive it in that way? Well, those aren't that's not the clergy, those are lay people. The whole point is you, you can't have religion well, without people, people. Right? whether it's clergy or not. Like you, there right, has you to be people, people to sustain this shit. And if the majority exactly. of them are having this rift within the original, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's a very interesting dichotomy. Oh, but I mean, it's no, but it's like, a, yes, no, you are right in that sense. But 
when you ask me like what percentage of Catholics like aren't necessarily like living these certain things, oh, I mean, I think were you mainly just talking about the family life aspect? I'm talking about like I to me like just I mean in general this is, this is for me growing okay. up like obviously like it's a lot different than other like you can there's a lot of different interpretations and everybody thinks that their version is right right so it's like you can and like you said like you there's an actual message in the way that it's supposed to be followed and then if the people in the church have been infiltrated and then like you know spread that misinformation and like you perceive it as something different that's still is going to be contingent upon what they say. So it's like if people are going to live a different lifestyle than what they're preaching, then that's going to create a giant rift and either going to be have people that are going to be secretive about it and then go to vices that they normally wouldn't if it was just accepted or like they're going to find it's like I said when you make shit illegal, they're going to be a more dangerous and less beneficial version in there because they still want to get this the compulsion. They still want to do that thing. So it's like if they didn't have such a problem with homosexuality, there probably would be less like damaging versions of it. You know what I mean? Like if, if you want to like do it in that context or like the family lifestyle, right? So it's like, if it's such a big problem for you know, one person to raise a kid or for two homosexual people to raise a kid, like, there's probably like some people that do that because that's just how life works. Like life isn't that simple. Like you're going to do things that go against whatever the grain is and, or you're going to be stuck in a situation that's not normal. So that's yes, what I'm saying. But, yes, but every culture has taboo. Um, yeah, and it's all things different. That that's my just... point. Like it doesn't matter if it's objectively good or bad. Like it's just going to be whatever your culture preaches. And if people never right. question it, then that's just going to be what it is. But if there's already a big rift and a big schism in it already, then, you know, what? Like it doesn't seem like there's a consistent message. It just seems like whatever is the new thing, and then people are going to hold on to the old tradition, or they're going to flock to the new one, or they're going to feel secretive enough to not be accepted. Like, I, I just, it just seems like it's a very weird spot. Well, yeah, that's the problem with the Pope. And a lot of the bishops and the cardinals but like you said like it's been infiltrated that doesn't mean that like everyone there is just completely gone <laughs> you well, know no but i mean if if you have i mean obviously it's a generalization by like guessing what percentage over which obviously but it just is interesting because i i can't think of something to that i would be involved in that i would just have that much just uncertainty with because that's why like i'm not like a group think person anyway that's why i don't vote I don't consider myself to be part of anything. It's bad enough sometimes when like musicians get outed for being abusers or pedophiles because it's like, fuck man, mm. you're just sweating because you hope it's not a band you're going to listen to. So it's like, I, I hate even being loosely a part of shit like that. So like, I just, I like having yeah. more control over my destiny than being a part of an organization really. And that's, I think that's just my main problem is just like, I'm at the mercy of other people that don't fucking know me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that that is how you could look at it um and that is essentially how i look at it because when i'm part of the catholic church i mean the leader of the catholic church is jesus so i'm with him you know because you don't have to like if if a bishop is abusing his authority if a priest is abusing his authority you don't have to answer to him the only person you essentially answer to is is christ Right, but where do they learn from? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, you have to learn they about learn Christ from, Christ. from somewhere. <laughs> well, right. And you need to have, like, a properly ordained priest to teach you about him. Right, so the ones that don't get taught by properly ordained priests are going to have that mindset. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about just... All right. <laughs> well, you're going to have what mindset? Of, um... 
of like the wrong the, message of the wrong interpretation of the message and then that's just what you're going to peddle so it's like if you were like if you were to go back in time like 2000 years ago and you would ask Jesus about homosexuality like what do you think he really would say if you were to like you think he really would care I mean yes I mean dude you want to read the bible and like the hebrew mosaic law and what it had to say about homosexuality I'm pretty sure he would have told you that I thought they, like, it's like a recent change. Like, it wasn't that specific. Like, I thought the original no, was, verse was like, man should not lay with a child or something. I thought that was the original verse. Well, no. So, I, I think it's in Leviticus. It gives the list of taboo in terms of, like, um, like sexuality. So, he says, like, man sh- like, a man shall not lie with another man. A man shall not lie with an animal. A man shall not lie with a child, right? And a man shall not lie with, um, you know, like, his neighbor's wife and stuff like that. Didn't they also like a? I can't remember who said what because it's been fucking forever. But didn't they right. abolish like the old Abrahamic laws? Like, isn't that like? I don't know if like Catholics follow the same New Testament like that. But um, you mean like when the when the church was founded? Yeah, because like, aren't you also like not around like allowed to eat shellfish or there's like a you can't wear polyester um, or some shit? Like, it's like I thought all of those were of the same vein. So it's like it's not meant to be taken literal. Certain things we do still need to abide by but then certain things i know um is because saint peter had he had like you know he, he, i think i don't know if it was visions or dreams but god basically told him like you can eat the unclean animals now like pork and stuff like that so it's basically that's i know where a lot of like the getting rid of certain customs came from um i see and I know there was because there was like a obviously, you know, because the early the first Christians were just Jews who believed in Jesus. But then there was like a because, you know, but the, but the whole point of Christianity was that you didn't have to be Jewish in order to be Christian. So then there, there was a lot of problems with that of like the oh, what about these Gentiles that weren't circumcised? Like, do they need to be circumcised now? <laughs> stuff And there's a bunch of this like, like stuff even early on about like what like like what do we do with all this stuff you know and i just think the Um, original message has been fucked with so much and people just want to abide by the modern version of it i don't know i I just to me it just sounds like it's a big bastardization of it but again if it's actually beneficial to your life and you don't harm others then fucking go for it and that's really what i can you know I, i carry that sentiment to whatever all right well part of me wishes that certain um certain judaic practices still we're in Catholicism, but I mean, can't get everything you want. <laughs> Why don't you start your own? Why don't you? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty there. sure start on my own what church or your own new. That... You can start a new branch. Why don't you start your own branch? It's not been tainted by the clouds well, of the devil. Well, what have I told you? What have I like reinforced to you? Like in almost like every episode of the podcast. <laughs> Which like, reinforces that you have a very different attitude about it than most people that are higher up in the Catholic Church. and But there's also people that are high up in the Catholic Church that have almost identically, the, like, the, like almost exactly the same view as I do. Are you a part of one of those now? Well, it's not a, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's a de facto subgroup, but it's not official because it's still affiliated. It's, it's still in communion with Rome. Because in order to be Catholic, you need to be in communion with Rome. 
I, I guess what I'm asking is, is like the well, church that you are like in now. Like, do you like does it like uphold your own values that you've said here, or do you is it the yes. same? You mean of like uh, when it, in regards to Catholicism? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, because that's what I was curious. Like, if you like hold all these views, but like you, because like you saw that from your own church, but then you just decide to do your own research about it, and then that's just kind of what you came up with, or if that's like what you've been taught from your church. That's what I was. I mean, I've gone. I mean, I've gone to, yeah, no, I, and I, I can see why you're interested in that because you can obviously see all of like the, the varying viewpoints when it comes to all these certain things within the church. To be honest with you, it sounds like it's a massive divide. <laughs> it is, man. Um, like it doesn't sound consistent and that's why it's difficult. Right. And that's why it's confusing for a lot of people. But, um, so, I mean, I've been to a lot of different churches and we don't just go to one specific church, but, um, generally this is how it goes so if you go to a mainstream catholic church and guys don't get me wrong i'm not saying anything good or bad necessarily about this kind of church as opposed to that but i'm just telling you like this is how the people are gonna vote and be more towards if you go to this kind of church as opposed to that church so like if you go to a mainstream catholic church in like an urban environment um it's probably going to be pretty uh democrat not necessarily left like leftist but it's probably good they're probably gonna vote democrat um like they're more progressive you, on the traditional family stuff um well yeah so that, that's what that's because like they're not necessarily leftists but like they they vote democrat and stuff like that i see um right so like they're obviously gonna be like yep i don't like abortion and i don't like um like i, I don't like um gay marriage or whatever but I think that the Democrats like help out the poor. So that's why I vote Democrat and stuff like that. And that's why like, a lot of Christians who are Democrat vote Democrat. Um, but My grandma um, was like that. She said some questionable things racially, oh, yeah. but also votes Democrat. It's very, it's a very weird. People are strange. And I, I think that's part of my fucking problem is like people just, they claim they're one thing, but they don't actually know what that thing is. They just have their own beliefs that they believe and they'll defend them till they die. And then they just want to be a part of the group that they like, even if they are completely a 180 degree turn from it. Yeah. It's really, but that also reinforces the thing to me of how like the whole like left and right. We think that like these are like, these are factions that like have existed since like the beginning of time. It's like, no, like it really hasn't <laughs> like that's just kind of us in like our American minds and the way we think about things. I, I mean, obviously the, you listen to people from other countries talk. It, it doesn't sound too much different. Like there's, it's, you know, it's your side versus my side, <laughs> whether it's, you know, Muslims and Jews or fucking, you know, no, but we, but we have like the whole thing and Bill Burr talked about this, how like in American politics, you think like, oh, there's problems. If these people weren't here, then we wouldn't have problems. <laughs> Why not? Who knows? But um, I, they definitely make it fucking harder. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and uh, um, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I, I, I don't know. Go. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention that if you go to like a traditionalist Latin um catholic parish it's probably gonna be more right wing and um yeah like it's probably it's not necessarily like a 180 like you can still find right wing christians at like a mainstream catholic church but if you go to like 
the Latin mass, it's most likely going to, they're all going to vote red. I mean, I assume so. Most religious people, I, I would say a greater percentage of people that are religious are conservative versus liberal. Or at least it's been now. Cause I mean, like traditionally, I mean, the, I don't think the right was Christian until like recently. Cause like, like I said, how recently the whole, <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't know because, um, I know there was the, a party switch, but that was like back in the 1800s. Yeah, but certain things still do remain constant, I know. Um, or else, like, they wouldn't be the same name, te- technically, I guess. I mean, but if you think about it, so it's like, it, it's no accident that, pe- like, like I said, like, you can get a thing in the mail, and, like, the only thing that people ever argue about is just all the bullshit on the checklist, like, abortion, religion, homosexuality, healthcare, immigration, like, it's just shit you either really agree with or disagree with, right? So I, oh, yeah, I don't you bring think it it's that, the politicians yeah. came up with this system. They just listened to all the bullshit that people believed and said and used that like against them. And then the other part is like, well, we're just going to try to get more power on that other side to see how many, like, it's just a game to see how many people believe in what stupid fucking thing so they can control them. So it's like, if there's a majority of people believe this one dumb thing and then they try to convince the other side that they're going to get more people to believe the, you know, the contrary belief than that, then more power to them. So it's like, I, we're just in this weird fucking war of like dumb shit that people believe. It's either like trust science or deny all of it. Or like, it's just, there's no fucking middle ground for anything. Yeah. I mean, you put it very well in that, that it's a game. And like, why would they like this? Like they wouldn't do it for no fucking reason. Like I, I guarantee you all the politicians left or right believe the same shit. Like they probably all play golf together. Well, like fucking not on everything. But well, no, not on not in public. But I guarantee you, you catch them in a room drinking whiskey, they're probably going to say the same shit. Like, got them not necessarily. <laughs> but I mean, I can say you feel that, and I'm sure there's some that do. But like, why? No, would, but why I mean, would they? It, I mean, think about it. Why would the majority of them argue about this stupid shit and not fix the country? Everybody claim like like anytime there's a massive like our economy every like it's just the blame game like nobody's gonna fix it they're just gonna blame the democrats are gonna blame republicans for the gas prices republicans are blaming the democrats for the gas price like nobody fucking takes any responsibility they blame it on the other side and it doesn't get fixed and then they try to like put some ideology of like the republicans like oh this is why the the gas prices are high because Biden canceled the fucking pipeline or liberal is going to say, Oh, the gas prices are high because of corporate greed. So it's like, nobody fucking fixes it. They just keep saying the shit that people believe dumbly. It's just, ah, it gets me under my skin. Yes. But, um, no, 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 I understand. It gets under my skin too. But if you leave these two factions, essentially to their own devices, things would be quite differently. Bro, they fucking are. They, they make the devices like they fucking, (laughs) Well, right. So, like, <laughs> they are that's their why own device I, entirely. That's why I, I. That's why I can't say that, like, oh, they're the same thing. It's like, well, no. I mean, I guess they they are both politicians, and they are united in the sense that they're like American and they're politicians. But they both buy they the have, same stocks. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, right, but they have different interests. Obviously, there's overlap, but they have different interests. I think everybody. Well, it's has... really fucking late. I didn't even. I'm sorry to cut you off, man. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, I need to go to bed." Ever. Yeah, man. I gotta work. <laughs> gotta get some good uh, sleeps. Yeah, man. I actually slept like for six hours last night, and it was perfect. 
I think sleeping from like five to eight anywhere, no more, no less is fine. Even if it's on the, like, I think you just have to be on a consistent schedule, I think is more important. I think nine hours is pretty good. I think past that is like pushing it. Yeah. Like you wake up more tired past nine hours. Yeah. No, I think it's like, I don't know if it's like 12 hours. I think it might be. It's like, I think it's like if you sleep for more than 12 hours, like your body, um, I think it literally starts to like eat itself or something like that. Cause like, you're just not, you're hardly expending anything. Yeah. I was in, this can be the last thing yeah, like, on just cause I thought it was interesting. There, there's a lot of, re- I don't know how much of it's true cause it's relatively, I don't know how new of a science it is, but just like, you know, the intermittent fasting. So, you know, not eating for I do 16 hours. Right, I don't like, do 16 hours. So I just don't eat I guess eight hours. I, just, I don't, I don't fucking, it. it's either eight or 16, something like that. If you eat like at eight o'clock at night, like you can't eat till like noon or one or something the next morning, if you want to do it that way. And then I guess it's beneficial for cell regeneration or I don't, some people are claiming, Oh, it might have cancer killing properties or it's better for your gut biomes or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I wouldn't buy the cancer thing. I don't. Th- I, that's a little bit pushing it. Isn't that sad that like anytime someone says something has a benefit to like ward against cancer or kill cancer, it's just like automatically bullshit. It's pretty depressing because yeah, you. It's a meme because like yeah, you know they're just saying that to get you to like do it. I just want to wear a shirt, cancer killing technology, just so people can no, ask the, me what it is. That's the meme where it's like X thing is so good. It can, yeah, it can cure cancer. And the other one is X thing is so good, it can end racism. <laughs> I like, I, yeah, I love the ending racism one. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, my, my brother went, he was like, the big breakfast from McDonald's is so good, it can end racism. It's one of those things, like, I, like three years from now, McDonald's is going to put that in their commercial and think it's like the funniest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then I remember one time I was talking about how good I thought whatever thing I was talking about was, I think it was like a, some, some book or something. And then my brother goes, but can it end racism? <laughs> That's the question. And I think we can answer that question on the next podcast. You should get him a Thank pinata you for, listening. for his birthday. Well, his birthday was, <laughs> Oh wait. Yeah. You did remember that. Yeah. It was yesterday. <laughs> Double entendre. Anyways. No. All right. Well, this was a good one. Oh, were you actually feeling this one? Um, yeah, I, I love talking about Slipknot. That was fun. <laughs> and I can give you my recommendation sometime tomorrow because I still need to figure out which what it's going to be. What's your rating out of 10? For the Slipknot? Mm-hmm. At least a 7. Eight. Very good. Solid. People, like, when they hear it, it's like 7 out of 10. It's like, it's like, guys, you are so used to hearing, like, the IGN bullshit stuff where it's like, if it's not an 8 out of 10, it's not good. <laughs> So I think rating systems are kind of dumb because if it's not yeah, perfect, it's to an extent. Like kind of good or average because like, like technically a C like 70 out of a hundred, right. Is going to be the same as a seven out of 10, just on a larger scale. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, you can't equate the whole, like, Oh, a seven out of 10 is equivalent to like a 70 out of 10. It's like, no, that that's not, what I what don't think it's the same average. Yeah. That's my point. <laughs> no, Right. But I don't think they're comparable. No, not at all. And I don't, <laughs> right. And I hate when people do compare that, where it's like, oh, well, a 7 out of 10, you got a C minus. It's like, no, a 7 out of 10 for like judging a, an album or movie, that's very good. Yeah. It's not the same. Seven, I think that's why people think about it like that. Right. But I remember I asked myself when I was little, 
when I was like, if I got like a, like a 70 on a test and that was like near fail, but I'm like, I know more than half of like the information. Like I know the majority of the information, not just 51 to 49, but I know it's 70 to 30. Like, how is that bad? <laughs> yeah. I've never understood the, the danger about that. Cause like my parents always like, they, they didn't like fucking punish me or anything, but they were just like disappointed when I got C's. I'm like, Y'all realize I could get a C in every class and still graduate high school, right? Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. But oh, oh, yeah, no, my grades. mom. Like, no one cares about grades. Even jobs don't care about grades. Like, why the fuck? Oh, yeah. My mom was like, I don't care if you get a C as long as you, like, learn something, which I did. Yeah, because, like, it's only, like, really important if you have to fucking retake a class or not get a credit. Like, <laughs> that sucks. Gives a shit. <laughs> Summer school. I never had to do that. I didn't either. Thank fuck. I wasn't I know, as dumb right? to where I would like have to jeopardize that, but <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's gotta suck. Well, I'm sorry if you're in summer school right now, but you're stupid, that's why we're bitch. doing this podcast. Yes, so that you can forget about how stupid you are, and that you can listen to us talk about things that are stupid. Isn't ironic you're being in school for longer than regular people and still be dumb? <laughs> no, dude. Aren't you supposed to get smarter from going to school? Like, you get dumber, happened, man. Well, yeah, and how it is now, definitely. Fuck. Dude. All right, well, this was a goodie. Glad you liked it. It made me feel so good. Me too, man. Buenas noches. Hasta luego. Bones and nachos. Bye.